D&D After Dark is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast starring three semi-professional actors and full-time parents. Previously on Dark Was the Night. September 21st, 1899. We meet Jules Walker and Carl Patrick, two private investigators with dark pasts. They receive a strange envelope that leads them to the reading room at the British Museum. There they find mangled bodies inside suits of armor. This seems to be a criminal intent on sending some kind of strange message to society, but also specifically to these private investigators. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Dark Was the Night. Miss Emma Britton sits across from you duo, having just relayed the foreseen dooms date of her own, October the 2nd, which is at this point in time less than three weeks away. Very much less than three weeks away. Very much less than three weeks away. You are on the eve of the 22nd, so 30 days of September, so there's eight. Oh, yes. We've just done less th- than two weeks. Thursday the, we just did Thursday the, the 21st. Mm-hmm. Got Ten days. What day of the week it was? I love you. Yeah. Ten days. So we've got yeah a week. Seven days. Well, not seven, except hmm? a week and four days from tonight. Right. So Excellent. Um, asking this dynamic duo to uh, solve a murder. Upon asking who, she said, "My own," which was enough to sober up Jules just the tiniest bit, as well as to pique the interest of one Carl Patrick. As the uh, Boston transfixed socialite now sits before you, the mother of modern spiritualism, a honey glow in her brown eyes and a very small, very understanding smile, and she just patiently awaits your response. Jules and Patrick the stage is set. Um, alright. What? What? Forgive. For, you have to forgive her. She's about three drinks in and she can't hold it very well. Well, oh. I guess that means you're going to be paying in advance then, eh? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, that's, that's delightful. Um, and three drinks in. Oh, you know what? That actually sounds quite lovely. A uh, boy! Boy, excuse me! And the server who's been walking around, uh, taking away the half-drunk tankards of those who have, uh, like Jules, perhaps been in a wee bit too heavily, um, turns around and sees the out-of-place clientele amidst you two, and makes his way back over. Is she giving you any trouble, Patrick? Jules? No. No, it's a potential client. Oh. I, at this time, uh, never mind. Your affairs are your own. Um, yes, Mum. What can I do you for? Um, do you have any wine, sir? Uh, yeah. We've got uh, the white. And then we've got some red. And you see uh, Miss Britton just kind of, or Mrs. Britton, I should say, turn towards the two of you. The uh, smile feels a little bit cracked at this particular point in time. Uh, a touch of concern enters her eyes. She goes, Perhaps just what they're drinking then. 
Oh, right. Uh, on y'all's tab, or hmm, <laughs> on your tab, then, or on her? Oh, never mind. I'll just, I'll just go. And he goes away to fetch a new round of libations. It's an establishment called the Lusty Bishop. You can't really expect fancy wine. Never cared for bishops. I feel rather self-important in my experience, anyway. That's fair. Woman after my own heart. <laughs> Yes, uh, in regards to your little joke, of, of course I'd be more than happy to pay in advance, or perhaps uh, have my uh, my lawyer oh, draft a up a bit. I'm more concerned with um, details. Do you know any details other than the date? At this point in time, you do see her kind of lean back and draw in the tiniest bit. Not looking pained, but mildly troubled, as one might expect. And as she takes a deep, stabilizing breath, a little bit of the veneer of the old woman before you melts away, and instead you pick up on a confidence and a resolute aura that is not common in the people who often come before you for help, whether it is to find out if their Mr. or Mrs. has been cheating, or yes, to locate yes, a certain... Yes. <laughs> it's always the husband. Wait, no, that's something else. Um, and uh, she goes, My dear, the nature of my abilities is one that must be tempered with patience and caution. I know the date as I have seen it, but in regards to the details, I started to see them when it became too much. The nature of the supernatural is one that challenges one's hold on reality. If that makes any sense that at all. perfect sense. Oh, bless your heart. It does? Yes. I'll, I'll uh, elucidate when we're not in present company. Now, um, so the only information is we have until October 2nd to locate and uh, solve your future murder. And um, just to give my husband a wee bit of uh, closure, as it were. Uh, okay, so... Now, is this husband alive? Back in Boston. Good to know. Yes, unfortunately, our, our second grandchild had come down with a case of um, some sort of ma malady that is uh, infecting the, the colonies, so um, I bid him to stay with them. Unfortunately, he's not entirely aware of the circumstances that have led me here. Um, so you don't want us to prevent your murder, you just want us to solve it. Unfortunately, prevention is quite out of the question. Why is that? That which is written cannot be undone. But what if we just, like... She's still a little bit drunk. Mm -hmm. What if we just, like, put you in our office and, like, tied you up so you can't go anywhere and, like, watched you <laughs> all day? Well, then, unfortunately, the, highly like, the high likelihood would be that you would all share my fate. Well, Pat, 
gives him a little pat on pat. Oh. Um, I think it's, it's a wee bit late for tonight. How about you stop by our offices at uh, Dynamic Inquiries in the morning? Dynamic Inquiries? Yes, of course. Um, and what is the address? Good question. It is uh, 17 Shaftesbury in Soho. 17 Shaftesbury. Excellent. Shall we say um, after tea time? Excellent. Fantastic. Um, oh, oh, my dear. Uh, never mind. Um, and you see her open her little coin purse and pull out a couple of uh, pence and slap it on the table next to him and gives him a like a little welcoming nod and says, please, um, pass it along to uh, someone more in need. Um, I do believe I'll go for a brisk walk in the moonlight. You know, when you know that your time is limited, you're that much more eager to, to seize whatever's left. I'm sure that's true. Well, good night to you both. Enjoy the moonlight. Of course. And you see her stand up and uh, begin to leave the lusty bishop. Interesting. Do you believe her? There's the status thing. It's after, it's, uh, after office hours. We aren't on the clock yet, so I'm not going to spend the time that on this. Yet. After five... Ah. After five years. Are you ever not on the clock? Technically, yes. Officially, and, and in like practice, no. But you're already thinking about it, aren't you? Well, of course I'm already thinking about it. But so... You're too drunk to hear it. That is just so true. So I will not cast my pearls before swine. I'll wait until you are sobered up over a glass of cup of tea tomorrow. Um, no. You will be drinking tea! I'm not that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as uh, the particular argument over the consumption of certain beverages uh, reaches its uh, conclusion, do you make your way back to 17 Shaftesbury? The night is yours. Um, what time is it? At this point in time, after a few rounds of drinks and after the rather uh, timely natures of the uh, timely events of the day, uh, you are knocking on 9.30. Oh. Okay. Um, oh, we'll say an even 10, actually, because I forgot Scotland Yard didn't even get to the British Museum until close to 8. So, yes, 10. We'll call it 10 even. Uh, how far are we from the Smithfield's residence. Oh, Smithfield's residence, yes. Uh, well, as a lord, I imagine that he is located more not in Soho, uh, but rather someplace close enough and high enough in... Um, we'll say that uh, Lord Smithfield's uh, resides in Camden Town. Uh, which is uh, near Primrose Hill and uh, the Regent's Park. He has a townhouse when he's 
staying in London that uh, has a beautiful overlook of the uh, more high-end promenatory excursions. Camden Town? Camden Town, correct. I think. And how about how far is that from where, from Soho? From Soho, not an egregious distance, but cautiously, as one would say, uh, most likely around a 45 minute one way. Are you, are you, are you going out tonight? I thought you were too, too tired and drunk to do that. I am too tired and drunk to do that, but as we, um, as we start heading into our office, I just sort of like tagging on your shirt and I like start to go towards that direction. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, no, bed. Also, you're ah! yeah, sort of like the beast needs something. I'm gonna miss something. I'm gonna miss it. It's gonna be the night. I'm gonna kill it. But no, no. My eyes are kind of going in and out of focus. So, all right. Good night. Yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're on the second floor. I'm on the third. So I'm gonna open the door and. She's usually very, very smooth and quiet. (laughs) Get my cat. You're the only one who understands me, though. I'm gonna go out um, for supper. Oh, late supper indeed. Yeah. So I had already had dinner, but I'm gonna have supper. Now for your for my ten to eleven p.m. supper time. (laughs) For my own clarification. Mm -hmm. Um. Because the lusty bishop also does serve food, mm-hmm. so if you were looking, no, okay, okay. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't want to eat their stuff. That's fair. With the white or the red. Um, so in regards to uh, midnight fare, there are a few uh, moonlight stands mm-hmm. that operate uh, near the oil lamps mm-hmm. uh, on the streets of Soho. Old Ellis himself, who's the aforementioned cart mm-hmm. is not one such establishment, so you can discount uh, pea soup and jellied eels. However, there is a uh, meat pie shop located in St. Giles, uh, the St. Giles Square, which is a 15-minute walk from Soho that uh, does have a rather robust uh, pork and beef Medley that you are particularly fond of. Excellent. And um, as I'm sitting over meat pie, I'm going to do my best to try not to think about the covers that I saw earlier today. Gotcha. Okay. Then that night, after dinner, I don't know how much that cost. Um, we're gonna say half a shilling. Okay. Um, Mrs. Hazmet makes exceptional pie and she is rather fond of you. She's a rotund woman of fiery disposition and raven hair that is often far too frazzled. You it, you do come across a hair, a stray, a stray lock in your pies now and then, but honestly, they're just so gravy-filled mm-hmm. and just absolutely delightful. It's, it's worth it. St. Giles Square. St. Giles Square meat pie. Who was it? Who's the person? Mrs. Hazmet. Mrs. 
as Matt. Mitt. Oh, you're being funny. Okay. Ha. <laughs> um. Cool. So that smirk too late. I did. Yeah. Um. Okay. Where were we? We're doing that. Doing meat pies. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, another thing, really quick. I mm-hmm. think just for our uh, current economic practices, uh, we could say that a crown is electrum. Oh, I like it. Half a pound. I like it. We'll just say that. That'll be easy enough. It's on there. So we can just crown is half a pound? Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll just double it for now. It's fine. So two crowns is, would be an electrum in D&D terms. Because right now it's like 2.5 shillings. And it's like, mm. so it'll just be easy just to go. Two pound. Crown's 50, two pound. A crown, a crown is a half a pound. 50, 50 shillings. Or five shillings. Five shillings, yeah, yes. Five shillings. Okay. I'm not following this at all. I'll go over you, it look, Yeah. If you look at the money, it's really easy. Electrums between silver and gold? Yep, we'll Copper. Just, we'll just go over silver, Great. Electrum, <laughs> gold. So just, if you're doing a crown. We'll just go over it. <laughs> so if you just look at the... Okay. <laughs> Moving along, sir. So if you just look at the... Sir. But if you... Um, that night, I would like to... Um, what do I have? I want to... Uh, do something with my opium and I want you to roll me a perception check on your ambulatory back. Okay, that's perception? Mm-hmm. A dirty twenty. Oh my. Patrick. As you are walking the thoroughfare back to seventeen Shaftesbury Avenue. A rather chilling breeze begins to roll in off of the Thames. The salt of the ocean carried unusually far inward to this part of London. It's brisk and for a brief moment comforting before You look ahead on your path as, one by one, the lamps seem to be going out. You look cautiously over your shoulder, and the same from far behind you. Darkness seems to be now encroaching from both sides, and with a, with a dirty 20, you also realize with mild incredulity that despite the late hour you are the only soul upon this street five lamps on either side remain Four lamps remain. Oh. Okay, I do. Yeah, it's good. Um, <clears throat> yes. Okay, so I'm going to pull out my flashlight. Um, my, I'm, I'm taking out my torch. Okay. And I'm going to... 
three laps remain. Um, looking forward, looking back. Um, uh, Two laps remain. Um, okay, this is this is really crazy and intense. So I'm going to uh, also take out my revolver. Okay. And with my with, with the light, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, uh, let's see. Okay, I can't do that. That's it. One so lamp I'm, remains. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, and I'm going to I'm going to use. Uh, oh no, not that one. Here, a sec. I'm going to cast. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to try it more like this. I'm going to touch my non magical weapon, give it a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls on that. So I'm ready for that. It is now your lamplight alone illuminating the street. Footsteps behind you. Swing back that way. Or perception. That's a natural one. Oh no! That's a nine. But yeah, that's a natural one. Oh, that's a nine. You turn back to where the footsteps are. Do you say anything? Um. Uh, I'm gonna say. Hello? Is anybody there? <laughs> Moist air oh. down on your neck. Oh. With a natural one, <laughs> I need you to roll me a D8. Oh my gosh, I hate this so much. I love you, but I hate this. I know. Like, you should see the smug look on his face. Like the, the problem is like, this isn't Carl Patrick's biggest fear. That's <laughs> seven. You lose eight points of sanity. Oh, gosh. Bring you down to 91. Oh. And while we're at it, give me a sanity check. <laughs> this is awful. You're able to shrug off that initial fear to not let anything take you, but the breath is still just moistening a trail. You feel that that seawater beginning to drip down your neck, mingled with your own sweat. Oh gosh! I'm gonna say. Halt and cast command. Wisdom 13 on this entity. Uh, oh, I have to see it. That's, I can't do that because I can't see it. We'll uh, say, okay, you say so halt. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, stop. I'm going to turn to where that is and, and point to my gun and my, my light at this thing with this entity that's there. There's nothing there. Oh my gosh, I hate this so much. And still behind you. And then it stops. Um, might I, um, 
since we've spoken of it recently, use my divine sense. Divine sense ish to, yes. to locate. Most definitely. Okay, so let's see. Uh, so I can detect good and evil. Mm-hmm. I sense anything affected by the house spell. Mm-hmm. I know the location of a celestial finger undead within 60 feet. Most definitely. As you calm yourself and reach out with your consciousness to just try and take in everything around you, there's nothing nearby anymore. And you blink, and the lamp's lights are back on. As if it had all just been a, a waking dream. Deep, steadying breath. You stow your torch. You look down the street, and there's a couple of concerned passerbys that are watching you with revolver in hand before they turn and usher their partner back down the street from whence they came away from you. I'm going to do my best to walk to walk composedly down to the end of the street. And then I'm going to run. Once, once I make it to the corner, I'm, I'm going to run. You do so. Nope, that is not the correct music. <laughs> Full on sprint at the end of the street. The door of 17 Shaftesbury Avenue, a welcoming beacon. You yank it open, mm-hmm. slam it behind you. Mm-hmm. Slide down. And nothing to show for that strange encounter. box that I have on my mantelpiece that the top is tobacco and underneath is where I keep the other mm-hmm. things. I'm going to pull out one of the poppy um, pods. Can you look at it? I'm going to put it on the, my dining room, my kitchen dining room counter mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to bed excellent <clears throat> I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw not 20 beautiful sleep for a short period of time eludes you however with that natural 20 you're able to just Retreat into the facts of the day, absent any of the gruesome details. Logic. Logic is what keeps you grounded. Grounded means your two feet are planted firm. And nothing can knock you over. So long as you have logic to hide behind. Sleep comes to you both. 
XP me? Uh, this will be Milestone. Oh, I wish you told me that. My bad. I definitely have my character set. That's alright. Oh, I hate Milestone. <laughs> Just because so much of this is not of the uh, typical crafted sort, but don't worry. No, that's fine. Yep. I just hate milestone. Mm. Uh, um, it makes sense. It's just there's something I know. nice about like about seeing the bar go up. I totally understand. Um, I just have to trust you. That's all. Yeah, I know it's a hard thing in this situation. <laughs> well, don't worry. We also won't know our uh, current hit points. If yes. During battle. Yes, I very much. In the morning, your sanity is not a fix affected by a long rest. Yeah, I While you consider what you're about to say, Jules, mm. eight hours come and go, which is Rather nice, because eight hours is not typically what you are able to get. 6.30 or so. Coming off of the autumnal equinox, this means that officially the days are going to be shorter than the nights. Which simply means that you will have more time for your extracurricular activities, as it were. You do not come out of sleep blissfully. However, I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Ooh, that's a nine. <coughs> 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 you lurch up. <coughs> this tightness in your chest. Constraint. <laughs> you look down at your hand. Damn it. The first sight of the morning for you is a bright red patch upon your palm. You, until you make your, not regular, but increasingly consistent visit to the good doctor, you will be rolling any strength checks with this advantage. Uh, well, I mean, once that, I see that happening, it's 6.30 more, I'm gonna go right now. Okay. Are you going out the window or are you going to go through the... I'll tell him, he knows I go to see the doctor. Great. Um, so, I'll, is he awake? We'll find out. I come down into the sitting room Pat. I'm up and I'm doing some chemical experiments stuff. With the with the pod? Yeah, trying to because Lewis can tell me what was in it. Aside from poppy seeds. Aside from poppy seeds. And so I'm gonna be doing a little bit of stuff. Figuring out how potent. Yeah, I don't I don't want it to cut cut you off guard. Awful, but you'll see me just working on some chemical stuff. I do this often with other yeah. things. Pat, do you have the let the letter? Yes. Um, can I have it? Why? I want to take it to Dr. Thomas. Why? Show him the ink. All right. 
I'll take the letter. Gotcha. Mm, no, you're focused on a task. I will, I will say that there's nothing to to indicate any discomfort. Um, that being said, Jules, uh, technically what you said is the absolute truth. Mm. I guess just give me a straight charisma check, okay. if you don't mind. 14. 14. Uh, disadvantage insight, if you don't mind. <laughs> oh my, a disadvantage. All right, you're focused. 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a... She's being 100% honest. There just might be a bit more mm-hmm. in what she's saying, but it's not important. With mm-hmm. a with a with a five point difference, that's it's not enough to bring attention. Mm-hmm. So, you will we will conduct your experiments in a brief moment, Jules. Mm-hmm. You are going to make the well known encounter, uh, hmm, the well known uh, tra- uh, trip over to. Shortage, one of the less couth hovels of uh, London's lower boroughs. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to not say um as much. Oh. Yep. Even Brendan Lee Mulligan doesn't. True enough, true enough. <laughs> I am no Brendan Lee Mulligan, that's for certain. It's going to be about, uh, if you decide to walk, it's going to be a little over an hour. Uh, at this oh, point in the morning, oh, okay. at this point in the morning, uh, you might be able to uh, catch one of the, either a carriage or one of the uh, trains to just north of Shoreditch, which should shave off a solid forty-five minutes off. Yeah, of I'll Europe. definitely catch a train. How much does that rent cost me? Okay, that just is going to be three shillings. Uh, not three shillings. Sorry, three pence. Sweet. Yeah, travel. Thankfully, when it comes to London, especially when those preset uh, preset paths is fairly cheap uh, okay yeah. um yeah uh you make your way to the unnamed clinic of dr albie <coughs> thomas yep and you see that the door is locked the curtain's drawn, and as it is not yet 7.30, this is not wildly surprising. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Is it a two-story building? Like, does he live up top? It is a, it is a two-story building in Shoreditch, uh, which is the common building <laughs> in this area of London. Shop is on the first floor. Living quarters on the second. Okay, I'll climb up to the second floor and tap on his window. Give me an acrobatics check. Uh, actually, I... Um, oh, you have my, that, that my, feat. My climbing speed is like... My, it doesn't take anything with feet. So Great. Let me read that for you. Second story work. Climbing no longer costs you extra movement, and when you make a running jump, the distance you cover increases by plus three feet. So I can still do an acrobatics check if you want. It's just... No, the, the I, I think... As it doesn't say that it's all an automatic success, I'm going to interpret that as a ridiculously low DC. Okay. 
Natural 20. Plus 9. So 29. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are so practiced at this particular building that you don't even feel the need to get out any of your typical gear. You just kind of look at the... Sh- shanty, the shanty, the 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 shabby abode next door. Do a couple of quick calculations and mm-hmm, a little, just a small little running start before you uh-huh. press off of one of the first floor window sills. Uh, do a little midair pirouette, grasp your fingertips firmly onto the windowsill of the second floor, Assassin's Creed style, and just kind awesome. of yoink yourself up. You've got finger muscles for days, uh-huh. and uh, sure enough. You left it here last time you had to do this. There is a little tiny pry that you've wedged into the outside of the window frame mm-hmm. so you can just shimmy it right open, unlatching the lock inside. It's a very practiced motion uh-huh. for you. Um, so I'll give a tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. No response. And that's the point where then I enter the window. Love it. Um, you make your way through the living quarters, the very less nice than your own living quarters, uh, until you get to the shabby... I don't judge. No, of course not. The shabby (laughs) five by five, uh, corner, uh, with not but a, uh, curtain to cut it off from the rest of the abode. Uh... So, um, I'll go to where he, uh, has a kettle mm-hmm. and some tea, uh, um, and I will heat up some water. Yeah, Dr. Alby drinks tea. Yeah. Um. Because he's a patriot. And I'll make him a nice, st- <laughs> I'll make him some nice, strong tea that um, I come over to where he's sleeping and I just sort of waft it. Gotcha. Trying to figure out what kind of a... Give me a cooking check. Um, (laughs) Give me a... You know what? Give me a survival check. Oh, okay. Because any good Englishman must survive on tea. Uh, As you... uh, I'm not a man. Exactly. Waft it underneath his nose. Um... The walrus mustache of uh, Dr. Albie Thomas, definitely more salt than pepper, uh, begins to quiver. Dr. Albie Thomas, as a proper physician, is not hefty, but age is beginning to take a bit of a toil on his ability to take care of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, his nightshirt where perhaps in his younger trimmer days would sufficiently cover him. There is a couple of stretches of uh, very pale skin and a rather hairy belly button uh, poking out uh, as the buttons are pushed to the limit on this very cheap stained nightgown, uh, nightshirt. And the sock cap, which has fallen off his uh, balding head, uh, is grasped and his baby blue eyes with a little bit of a watery undertone kind of hazily begin to flutter mm-hmm. and he leans up a cacophony of <coughs> sounds as he gets up making ooh, ooh faces the entire time before he just blindly 
reaches for the the teacup. And I set it in his hand. And what brings us here today, Jules? It happened again. You never come to give me good news, Jules. It's always... I, I do have something else to go over with you as well, but... Is it good news? It's a creepy note about doom and murder. Then the previous statement stands. Just give me a... It's not Rocket. Charming. Yes, well, I'm sure you're right. Beauty first thing in the morning yourself. Oh, wait. No, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Right? Harsh, Dr. Thomas. Said with love, Jules. Said with love. Um, He rocks himself out, does a couple of uh, Winnie the Pooh calisthenics. (laughs) Um... Yep. As he bends down to touch his toes, you go, oh, come on. As the rides up and as Dr. Thomas, uh, with the rest of London at this time, does sleep commando underneath his uh, <laughs> nightshirt. Um, he stands up abruptly, if you don't mind. <laughs> the curtain. A very sexy silhouette of this. No, I'm joking. Um, you emer- anything I haven't seen. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. He emerges a few moments later, overalls over a uh, slightly stained white button down. Um, now the uh, half moon spectacles sitting on his bulbous nose. He's like one of the few people I can make jokes like that with. <laughs> exactly. Um, his zipper is still undone, but, or sorry, his one of his buttons is still undone, but he uh, doesn't appear to be giving it much notice. The uh, corner of one of his shirt tails is poking out through it. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, to the stool then. Okay, he's going to do a medicine check. Once I locate my d20. Found it. <laughs> oh, okay. Not bad at all. Good job, doctor. Um, so as he uh, gets to your chest, he, his eyes give you that brief inquisition of... May I? Um, she takes a, d- a deep breath and kind of straightens her shoulders back. And then lets the lets the breath out and nods. Yeah, this is a very common yep. uh, back and forth between the two of you. Yep. Um, often in the early days of you attending to him, he often forgot mm-hmm. this uh, little exchange, which did result in a few incidental yeah. <laughs> uh, backholds quite a few times. But he's long since uh, made it second nature. He asks you to inhale and exhale a few times. And you see a concerning look come across, and he goes, I don't like the sound of that. Hold on. Puts his hand on your back with a stethoscope in place. And cough. <coughs> oh. And how much of it was there? <clears throat> how much of it was there this morning, Jules? Uh... No more than a palm width. About the size of my palm, large coin. Yeah. Bit more than the uh, shilling, pen, uh, the bit more than the half crown last time, unfortunately. <coughs> Good God, woman, sugar, sugar! You should know this by now, sugar. <laughs> ah. right. Um, I remembered the cream. That you did. That you did. Small mercies. 
I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you, Jules. It's it's getting worse. I I'm afraid that uh, it's very similar to the signs of consumption, and yet its persistent nature and its minute uh, growth is the what sets it apart. This is slow growing, but growing it is nonetheless, and it seems that no matter what kind of treatments I throw at it, it decides to rear its ugly head once again. I have started to uh, confer with a few of my old associates, and although a few of them feel themselves uh, better situated now that they are house physicians to certain lords, they don't feel the need to write back with the same alacrity that they once showed, the concern for the common man. But I will be persistent. And uh, for now, this should uh, give you a little more pep in your step. And you see him go over to a few of his vials. Um, he crushes up a few different pellets, pours it all in, mixes it together. <laughs> Takes a lemon. <laughs> It's just to make it a little easier to go down uh, that in its entirety, my love. Okay, I'll drink it. Absolutely foul-tasting. Cool. Yeah, you feel it just coat your throat the entire way down. It's like um, it's like the same kind of membrane that is left behind by a slug's trail, just slowly filling in each crevice of your throat. Maybe you should have put a little sugar in that, too. I'm afraid the sugar might counteract the laudanum, but, um... It was a joke. It was a joke, Albie. Of course. <laughs> Soren's ears just break right up. <laughs> now then, I'm going to uh, say that you should have uh, this concoction... Probably every morning when you first wake up for the next three days. Joy. And that should uh, stave off as well for now. But uh, do be careful to not exceed the dosage of uh, a single teacup, lest uh, the more untoward side effects begin to make themselves known. If your body gets a bit too shivery and shaky, it means you're having too much too quickly, so please use temperance, dear. All right, the other ma matter of business, and I'm going to pull out the letter. Um, I'm going to say, um, don't worry about the message. We've already done that. What What's interesting is the smell, Doctor. Do you smell ink? What can you tell me about the ink? Um... He looks at the ink, and he looks at you. It's red. Can you not smell it? <laughs> Another snot rocket comes out, leans back in. I, I'm sorry, my dear. I, it's not as uh, astute as it once was. Blood, Doctor. It smells like blood. Truly. Where could a person be that there's around so much blood that the ink smells of it? Well, unless a physician was writing correspondence in the operating room, I, I don't rightly know. Perhaps in the College of Edinburgh, with, uh, sitting amongst the cadavers, they might uh, 
diffuse some of the ink. I, I'm sorry, my dear, this is quite unheard of. Uh, I, su I suppose, well, <coughs> do, how attached are you to this letter? Why? What are you going to do to it? Well, if I can, say, take half of it, I'd like to conduct a brief experiment. Oh, Pat's going to kill me. All right, do it. Hands you half the note back, the top half. <coughs> we know the message! Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, begins to walk over to one of his own vials, and he uh, begins to kind of tear the the bits with the ink on it and yeah. kind of put them in. You see him grab a little bit of a kind of a viscous uh, light yellow liquid before pouring it in. Shakes it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. So that's averaging 17. Great. Um, you see him Shake it once, shake it twice, shake it three times before he begins to look at it. And he kind of pours it into two smaller cups and he sets it down. He gets a light. Starts to shine the candlelight around one of them. And you start to see just the hint of a slight grayish vapor coming up from one as the liquid begins to bubble and come off until there's nothing but kind of a... Uh, coppery, uh, starchy uh, paste left okay. behind. And he sniffs and goes, <clears throat> uh, Suspicions confirmed? And I must say rather unhygienic of that. <sighs> the reason, my dear, that this has the smell of copper, of blood, is because uh, the red coloring is not just dye strictly. It appears that your uh, admirer is applying some of the blood to the ink itself. Not a large amount, but enough that the humors leave behind not but the uh, the tainted, congealed remains. I thought so. Jules didn't, but I did. Um, that's lovely. Wonderful. Why are people terrible? All right. Speaking of terrible people, uh, I don't mean to, to trouble you, Jules, as um, you appear to have your hands quite full. I, I've had some rather unpleasant visits lately by uh, some gentlemen who are requesting funds for uh, ensuring that my premises uh, remains functional. They have an employer that you used to have as well. It appears Peabody from behind the bars is still making himself quite a nuisance. Alright. I'm on it. <sighs> Appreciate it. I, I I do hate to ask you, but I've, unfortunately, I can. Abby, for everything that you've done for me over the years, it's the least I can do. You see a kind of sad smile come across his face, and he goes, 
what you what you have gone through and what so many young women have gone through is reprehensible and the fact that this great country of ours still manages to ignore those plights is an insult that I could not stomach as a true-born Englishman. That means that there are very few true-born Englishmen. He's going to start to... Oh, stomach it. Yeah. He's going to start to move in for a hug and then he goes... <laughs> Forgive me. I appreciate it. Uh, they've been coming with fair regularity, but I should say it'll be about three or four days before they visit me again. Alright. I'll talk to Pat about it and see what we can do. Of course. Thank, thank you, Jules. You're welcome. Remember, no more than a teacup. Do you mean teaspoon? No, I mean teacup. Oh, that was me as a... That was me as a... That was oh, Jules. gotcha. No. I was just... Yeah, no, like, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Gives you like a mason jar full of the concoction. Alright, she'll head out. This is the stuff that got Carl in trouble <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry, good. she's not going to let you see it. Not because she knows about that, but just because, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, oh, so she'll uh, yeah. hop on the train and head back to us Great. Free now then, Patrick, okay. in regards to your particular experiments, um, I will say that these are going to either be a medicine check or a nature check. Much better. Um, yeah. Oh, really quick while he does that. Mm -hmm. How much would a nightshirt cost? How much would a nightshirt? Oh, oh gosh, uh, a shilling. A okay, good cool. nightshirt would be a shilling. Okay, then I am going to buy a new nightshirt for Doctor oh. Albie and have it sent to his house. Oh, fantastic! So that's a shilling. A shilling for the uh, purchase, and then another penny for the delivery. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So with a fourteen, uh, what you are able to see is that. This stuff is not like your typical fare in that it does not make you more alert. It does not make you, uh, it knocks you out. It puts you into a deep, deep sleep or a haze-like state. And you can tell that the estimation of half a day was... A little, a little too on the nose for what Lewis typically does. Uh, closer would be about eight to ten hours. You'd think that you, if you were to do a half dose of it, that would not necessarily half the time. It might instead be more of a quarter. So maybe two to three hours. Um, that is what a 14 gets you. Nice. So you may go ahead and remove one yep. opium dose. Fantastic. Totally worth it. I wanted to make sure was using it for mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if I still need to. I don't know. Depending on if that happens again tonight, I will. <laughs> Holy crap! Which, by the way, we are now on the 22nd yes, of September. The morning of the 22nd. Um, yeah. When Jules comes back... Um, Carl's sitting uh, with um, some, you know, half-eaten toast and a cup of cold tea uh, with his revolver 
um, on his knee, and he's just spinning the the barrel mm. as he's thinking, just going. looking at, like he's looking at the wall mm -hmm. um which we've already discussed the wall has things on it does it not yep it's, it's it's got um uh newspaper clippings some of them of past achievements but others with uh individuals who you believe have avoided justice justice sufficiently um a couple of these uh, little cotton ties do tie certain individuals together or to uh, certain events that have transpired across the city. None... Well, actually, go ahead and give me a brief investigation check. Um, as I come in and he's staring at the wall, I'm going to see that he's staring at the wall and just go upstairs and put my medicine... Mm -hmm. 15. Um, 15? Okay. ...in a cupboard, scratch, shadow, and then come back down. Give me a quick perception check as you do so. 15. Ooh, that's not great. Um, ten. Okay. Um, as you're passing by, uh, you do see uh, a... Ten is, is enough for this. You see a very ornate carriage making its way down Shaftesbury Avenue, one that you are intimately familiar with. Your patron is coming Ooh, to call. The ah. 9th Earl of Shaftesbury. So, uh, with a 15, yep. as Jewel is perceiving <laughs> that, uh, there doesn't appear to be a lot of these are petty gang heads, um, the rooks who operate uh, across the river uh, where Lewis uh, calls his home, the uh, the kingsmen who operate in uh, Bermondsey. These are people that he feels have... These are various gang heads. That the, the king, Kingsmen operate in where? Uh, Bermondsey, which is due west of Southwark. What, what was the one before the Kingsmen? The Rooks. The Rooks. Yeah. And then in Bethnal Green, which is north west of Soho, is. Uh... Goodness gracious, sorry. The Rooks, the Kingsmen... Oh, there it is. Uh, the Green Gables. And certain smuggling operations, certain shakedown operations, you're tying all these different clippings to all these different gangs and all these different districts, and yet none of them seem to be as clever or as convoluted as the puzzle that lies before you now. Um, that is when you make your way back. Matt. Point the gun at the wall. Yes. Um, the aisle's coming, number one. So maybe, oh. and I'm going to go over and like lower his <laughs> arm down. Uh, number two, did I take, uh, could I take the vial that had the blood? Nope. In it from, oh, um, from Dr. Thomas. <laughs> yes, we'll say that we'll say that he gave it to you. Okay, uh, number two, and I'm going to hand him the, the vial and the half of the letter. What <laughs> did you do? Um, the ink had blood in it. That's why it smelled the way it did. No, 
we thought that it was made in a place near blood. This. Oh, that was fast. And that was. angry. Also. As I'm walking toward the door. I think we owe rent. <laughs> also, um, Dr. Thomas is being pressured by Mr. Peabody from jail, so what? we need to take care of a game. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Jules, you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go look at Peabody's list. I'm going to take the gun and I'm going to point it right at Peabody's face on and the wall. And underneath like, Peabody's you. face is uh, a little tiny uh, blemish of your own hand saying, Jailed. Yeah. Um. You make your way down the stairs. You you make your way down the stairs. Uh, and once again, you see the hand uh, behind the silhouette being raised to rap once more, cane in hand. So, uh, Open the door. Just, just laying it out. So the, the main floor is our offices. Yeah. And, and your. And, and the, the study for the... Um, the dynamic uh, inquiries is, is there, and then yeah, so just. Mm-hmm. And then you live on the second floor, and I live yep. on the third floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll open the door. Sure enough, before you. Uh, what kind of relationship do we have with this Earl? Yeah. Is he a jolly jovial kind? Is he? He is a no nonsense gentleman. Okay. However, he is a man of honor. Uh, what you would know, the both of you, is that his father, the uh, eighth Earl of Shaftesbury, was one of those worst kind of men who sought only personal gain, who took advantage of their lordly position in more ways than one, who had copious amounts of mistresses and who cared little for the people in his domain. Mm-hmm. Unlike his father, uh, the seventh Earl of Shaftesbury, yeah. who was said to have done more for the common man than any other man in his time. A little bit, yes. Um, The ninth Earl of Shaftesbury, Anthony Ashley Cooper, Mm -hmm. to wash away his father's sins, uh, did become a second lieutenant um, uh, in the 10th Hussars of uh, Her Majesty's uh, Imperial Army. And uh, he was also uh, promoted in 1891. He served as the aide-de-camp to the governor of Victoria, and has been part of many successful campaigns um, throughout his tenure as an Imperial officer. The large part of why he allows the two of you to stay at 17 Shaftesbury Avenue, basically free of charge, is because he wants to erase his father's legacy and live up to his grandfather. And he sees that two individuals who fight for the common man and who are a bit more astute than Scotland Yard, by being your patron, he is acting. You are acting on his behalf. But does he pay rent? He owns the building. Oh, lovely. So you don't have to pay rent. Lovely. Precisely. He also has a clean lady come. That's nice. Yes. Uh, he stands rather short, uh, five foot seven. Okay. Uh, a very, very thin, blonde pencil, pencil, uh, pencil mustache. Uh, once... Again, decked out in his imperial uniform, uh, the long white sash uh, underneath the uh, the golden tasseled pauldrons, and uh, three medals of very distinguishing honors rest upon Is his breast. He? Uh, he is... <laughs> What's the sound? 
Let's see. At this point in time, he is uh, 42. Okay. So, uh, Carl's age. And he uh, also has a couple of other titles, um, such as uh, Baron Ashley, but he does prefer the ninth Earl of Shaftesbury. Um, Earl Ashley Cooper. Um, once again, very no-nonsense man, but one that you know is a good man, nonetheless. As you open the door, his uh, hair cropped short and slicked a little bit to the side, dirty blonde, uh, looks at you, barely looking down, more more along the lines of just inclining his head, just a light acknowledgement. Let's see, what would we call him? My lord? Yes. Miss Walker? My lord? This? Hello. Oh, of course. Um, he steps aside after you. And behind him, you see a uh, blonde woman, maybe a little bit younger than you. She can't. She can hardly be eighteen. Okay. Uh, perhaps even younger. Her hair is uh, short, curled, uh, and she is wearing a simple maid's uniform, uh, a gray dress with a white apron. Uh, she does appear to be holding a suitcase of sorts, um, as well as uh, uh, a bedroll under her arm, and she nods her head oh, and walks past him. And he follows in shortly behind her, and uh, he looks at you, and then he looks up the stairs very briefly, and goes, can we count on the presence of Mr. Patrick? Oh, yes, he'll be right down. Excellent. Pat? 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 I come down. Um, he turns uh, to the blonde woman. He says, uh, Miss Pearson, tea for two, and uh, I have some fresh beans that I would like you to grind for Miss Walker. Oh. Disgusting yes, habit, know. though it is. And... I'm real. I'm not the only person in this uh, in this country that drinks coffee. I'm you, nine percent. As 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 mm-hmm. you are saying that, uh, you do see the very smallest hints of a smile. <laughs> um, and he goes, "Trust me, I had my fill of consuming it during the wars. I'm quite content with tea now. Right then, this way after you." And uh, cane in hand, he walks into your receiving area mm-hmm. uh, and sits in the chair that is normally reserved for you, Patrick. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And as he uh, unbuttons the top, top, the bottom button of his uniform and sits down, does not recline into the chair at all, just straight as an arrow, Kane uh, resting on his arm, which is resting on the armrest, and he takes in the surroundings... You see him look at the little side table. He removes his white glove. Hmm. Well, he's Seems without, a little discontented. Yes. Uh, please see to it that the snake stays in the box for this one. That's the intended purpose for the box. Hmm. So. And yet, here we are again. Well then, at this point in time, uh, you know exactly, in addition to introducing Miss Pearson, you know that he is awaiting 
a report of uh-huh. sorts. So Miss <clears throat> Pearson is our new maid? Yes. yes. Well, um, things have been fairly steady this month. And um, we've had a small uh, collection of uh, clients coming with relative simple uh, requests to track down missing husbands in the opium dens and uh, find out if people are cheating but uh, we, we've, we've actually got quite a distressing one that's just cropped up yesterday hmm Color me intrigued, Mr. Patrick. Yes, uh, we were summoned to the reading room via hmm. letter, a Latin letter, and uh, there led to uh, <clears throat> a mutilated cadaver, and, or two mutilated cadavers with um, the strange... Clue, with clues that led us to the, a phrase in uh, Shakespeare's Julius Caesar to cry havoc, let's slip the dogs of war. Uh, Not sure who the gentlemen uh, or the gentlemen were. Uh, we're still trying to find out who. Have the you been able to determine were. how long they've been dead? Uh, yes. Yeah. It was uh, two days. Yeah, two days. So it was uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. just in time for, to write the letter with the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, he furrows his brows the tiniest bit, and he looks between the two of you, and his eyes become piercing, searching. There's more than the matter of the bodies that has you concerned about this. Spit it out, man. Well, I mean, the the, the mutilations themselves are are just distressing. Uh, how the it's such a public place. Uh, how how the body they were hidden in uh, suits of armor on the second balcony in the reading room, and the the statue of Saint Mercurius was also tampered with. It, these were in public places and and the fact that it, it was both Miss Walker and I who were summoned by name to this it wasn't just a uh. it wasn't just oh Scotland Yard come see this murder this person was personal this person has sending a message to us Hmm. And what about Julius Caesar? Because there seems something, other than just the quote, there seems something maybe significant. Well, with the meeting, the impending uh, meeting of the House of Lords has my in my current interest. I, not to yeah. not to worry your lordship, <laughs> uh, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that this some kind of assassination might be an assassination you look as uh lord shaftesbury uh the earl of shaftesbury lord ashley cooper uh goes from looking 
pensive to looking up between the two of you, and his eyes flare open, and he stands up, and he goes, Miss Pearson! Um, and the two of you look behind you, and in the slightly ajar door of uh, the sitting room, uh, you see the new maid immediately <gasps> uh, duck her head, and he goes, in here, now. And she steps in, and she goes, I'm so sorry, your lordship. I was, I was, I was merely, I was trying to find where, where the quarters were, and there was. I'm so sorry, my lord. It, it, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a mistake, and I, I should know better. And I'm, Miss Pearson. Part of the reasoning behind your employment is your glowing recommendations of discretion. When this. Room is in use. You are to be elsewhere. Is that understood? She immediately brings her head down and uh, she looks at you, Carl, out of the corner of her eye and just start, you see tears start to well up, well up and it goes, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please, please, my lord. It, it, it won't happen again. Well, it's not really up to me, now, is it? Is this a poor enough of a first encounter to dismiss her services? Or do you believe she could be redeemed? Uh, I would do an insight on her. Insight? Go for it. I will let him do that. <laughs> She was listening on purpose. That much is known. And she seems to have sincere fear and shame at being caught. Um, I'll say... My lord... <clears throat> Twitter is human. We all make mistakes. But um, mistakes that are repeated are no longer mistakes, but are bad habits hmm. and grounds for dismissal. So, Miss Pearson, you know the you know the expectations of this house. And they shall be followed. Of course, Mr. Patrick. I'm sorry again, Mr. Patrick. And, and, and to you, Miss Walker. Sorry. You have to watch your nose. Or it'll get chopped up. I don't mean that literally. I just... Why don't you give me an inside check? Okay. <laughs> Think of my background. Exactly. Do not go poking your nose in. But natural twenty. Oh my gosh! I love this guy so much. With a natural twenty, you know that she is a ghost. Her nose is fake. You both are ridiculous. <laughs> With a natural twenty, you know that rather than fear, rather than shame rather than any of those kind of emotions that would fit a serving person who's been reprimanded, when you give her that 
little gentle wrist wrap. You see anger directed at you for that. And she goes, of course, I'm sorry. It, it won't happen again. I'll keep it clean. And you uh, see Lord Ch uh, Ashton, Ashley Cooper. I almost said Ashton. Lord Ashley Cooper with the pain, uh, cane on the ground. And he goes, servants' quarters are underneath the stairwell. Why don't you begin with Miss Walker's room and work your way down? Do not let out the cat. Or the snake. We talked about this. <laughs> right, of course. Um, and uh, I'll be certain to go to the market afterwards. Uh, is there anything that you would prefer for dinner this evening? Well, just the regular fare. Nothing too, too outrageous. Of course. Um, biscuits and tea at three? Biscuits. Excellent. And coffee. Right, of course. Um, speaking of which, she then emerges with the tray that was requested. Um, Arabic coffee beans, smoked to perfection, <laughs> ground into a fine, fine, fine base for some of the best coffee you've had. Um, as I said, I just sort of like... I feel very, very awake and very alert. Mm -hmm. Better than I felt all day. Naturally, Mr. Patrick, Miss Walker, the might, though limited it is, of the Shaftesbury family is at your beck and call. Though, do be sure to write ahead and get this done. We don't need any more mutilated remains. Popping up so queen to the queen's popping up so soon to the queen's address. Yes. The queen's address. Is that at the meeting of the woods? Yeah. Very well. Good day to you both. Expect a report in a fortnight. Mm -hmm. And you see him exit the abode, get back in the carriage. I see you purposely didn't mention the future murder case. That's because there is no future murder case. And then, you know, also helping out Thomas. Well, you, you only just told me that. It's true. Now, as to the future murder case, Mrs. Britton. Well, she should be coming by. Any we? moment. Yes. I wanted to go over a few things with you. Alright. Obviously. Um, first things though, before we get to that, um, do not trust the maid, I will be tailing her when she goes to the market. Alright. Just, just... I'll, I'll refuse to have her steam my shirts. Of all the things that she will be doing, that's the thing you don't want her to do, is touch your shirts? Don't trust her. <laughs> Mustn't touch my shirts. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, I won't trust her. Yet. Um. So as for Mrs. Britton, 
the occupation of uh, spiritualist and medium is, of course, the breeding ground for charlatans and uh, those who would prey upon the weak. This obviously is some sort of cover-up for a suicide attempt or some way to inherit uh, insurance policy of some some kind. It's this is the the fact that she says that it's unavoidable that her murder that her murder is unavoidable. This is either an arranged situation or she's going to fake her death and have us be involved in covering it up. So we're not going to take the case. Well, of course we're taking the case, but we're, but just in this isn't. <sighs> we may humor her as far as as it is necessary for client uh, investigator relations. However, this is not what it seems. Are you getting the door, or am I? Mrs. Pearson, will you get the door? Or Miss Pearson? Sorry. Coming down from the third story. <laughs> Holding her, her uh, dress aloft. Don't look at me like that. That's her job. Um, gets down to the bottom. Opens the door. Come in, come in, come in, come in. At the study door. Come in. Um, Miss Pearson opens the door. And uh, she does a small little bow and curtsy and says, um, Hey, Mrs. Britton, here for the two of you? Yes. Thank you, Mr. Britton. Of course. Uh, Mrs. Britton, have you had tea? Oh, not yet. I was under the impression uh, it would be here. Miss Pearson, another cup? Of course, Mr. Patrick. You? Oh, no, she's not going to want that at all. <laughs> We're still in the breaking in period. Um, so Mrs. Britton, uh, this time in a, uh, Seriously. lavender repeta- uh, rep- repeat of, uh, the night's previous outfit. Um, though this one, this, uh, rather than a simple cap, has a little bit more of a, uh, feathery flourish. Um, it does, as it does have, uh, two peacock feathers kind of woven into the side of it. Um, begins to just kind of, you know, old lady shamble her way in. <laughs> uh, and, um, she looks at the three chairs... Um, and the fact is, is that uh, unless you have stood up after the Lord's exit, well, which you would have, you leave, yes. you stand when the Lord leaves. Yeah. So um, she goes, she goes, ah, and uh, where would you like me to? Uh, ah, um, please. Oh, on, on excellent, excellent, great. Um, and she sits down into the uh, the green uh, receiving chair, as it were. Um, so that way she is facing away from the. Uh, door upon which he had entered and looks only at the fireplace and the two of you positioned on either side of it. Um, and as she sits down, she tea is delivered a short moment later to her exclusively. Um, and as she takes a sip, she goes, I'm so sorry. I I, tr- I could not help but um, smell uh, coffee. And if that is at all an option, I would absolutely uh, 
door. I have not had a good cup of coffee since leaving so, America. So, so the, the... Jules first gets really excited that there's another coffee drinker. And she like smiles and she's gonna turn to Patrick like see and then she remembers everything he just said about her and the fact that she's a spiritual person he basically thinks she's a quack and she's gonna be like, Never mind. But she's a spiritualist. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yep. that's what I mean. That's, that's you know, the the ones who put, you know, chalkboards together and have mm-hmm. it write a sign. So I guess when Miss Pearson comes with a new cup of tea, we'll be like, just kidding, bring in coffee. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Miss Walker. And <laughs> leaves to go. Oh, excellent. Thank you so much, dear. Well then, um, I trust you slept well last night. Uh, yes. Oh, whoops. Now, now <laughs> Might Ms. help if I put the music yes. on repeat. There now, we go. Miss Britton, you mm. have... Ten days to solve your murder, and not many uh, leads to go on. Uh, before mm. we, do you be- owe anyone money? Well, no. Before before we get into the nitty gritty of it all, it is really it is important out. to uh, lay some of the groundwork as to our fee. Have you been sleeping with anyone? As to our fee, <laughs> not recently. <laughs> Business, Mrs. Walker. This sorry. isn't your first case. I know. I'm sorry. It's important oh, to, this is delightful. To we don't usually get to ask the victim these questions. Will you just... <laughs> Perhaps you'll help Mrs. Pearson with the coffee. Miss Pearson, the coffee. Or are you able to stay? I'll stay. Oh, our... This is absolutely <laughs> delightful. Our weekly, our, our weekly fee is £10. Uh, and as we have 10 days to go, I'd say that's 10. Oh, we have... For this particular case, the rushed case, uh, I'd say fifteen pounds for to to take on your case. Well, why don't we just call it twenty on the mark, love? That sounds excellent. Fantastic. Great. Now, can I ask you questions? Upon 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 receipt of proof to my husband, of course. But I'm willing to pay now, as long as you give me your word. Of course. We'll draw up a contract thing and sign it. Great. Uh, Luckily, you do have a a sheaf of papers that uh, uh, Lord Ashbury's attorney has gone over. um, And basically, you just fill in the minute details, such as the payment, such as the the nature of the... And uh, when she signs it and she looks expectantly at you uh, and you do the same, um, she goes, Oh, uh, just to lend a bit of credence. um, My dear, can you hand me that candle, please? I'll hand her a candle. And she just kind of drips a fair bit of wax next to her name, and you see her take off her ring and uh, just kind of shakily pushes it into the wax. And she pulls it off, puts it back on. Um, I like that you actually did that with your ring. Of course. Perception checks, please. I'm going, well, I'm going a lot of these, but 22. Okay. Um, Jules, it, it just, it's a its a shape. You're not paying that much attention to it. Uh, Patrick, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, the insignia that she has blazed upon this paper is, uh, calling it a star would be calling it far too simple. It is It is not a pentagram, just to get that in your out of your minds right now. <laughs> uh, but it is a, it is a bit of a, kind of a dilapidated star almost 
uh, more curves than uh, points. And uh, fixed in the middle of this star is, for lack of better terms, it appears to be an eye. Um, and she just blows on the wax and uh, sets it down. Um, you may both give me a history, or you noticed it, so you may give me a history check. Billion. 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 19 plus... Oh, just 19. History. Yep, 19. Okay. With a 19? Yeah. Uh, just, you know that you've seen it before, but iconography is... its You know that you've seen it before rarely. Um, perhaps maybe even only once before. Uh, it is impossible to place at this point, particular point in time. But you do take note of it. Cool. All right. Now, um, so is she paying first? Yes, um, I, I do have my uh, my, my bank notes right here. Um, we do still uh, have quite a quite a bit of a holding here in the Bank of London, and you know it's ama- it's amazing how they can wire sums of money across the entire. It's just absolutely incredible. Um, but yes. Um, and I'm making this out to either one of you, or do you go by your uh, institutions? To the institutions. Uh, um, Dai... Is it nice? Namek. It's what nice? The, the colonies. Oh. <laughs> you know, I would... Not I w- the colonies anymore. They have the- oh, pish posh, Mr. Patrick. I would think as a Scotsman, you would understand that sovereignty is everything. We may call... They may no longer be the colonies, but uh, someday... Someday. Um, (laughs) What they lack in culture and propriety, they make up for in wondrous landscapes and a rich drive to pursue a greater dream that is just absent here, my dear. It, uh, I've been blessed to spend the latter years of my life in such a evolving location. Um, but anyway, uh, dynamic inquiries for the sum of 20 pounds. And she rips it off and hands you both the note. And she sits. Well, no. proceed. Alright. Fire away. Um... Are you sure that you're murdered? Because, I mean, you are elderly, so is it you're murdered, or is it just you die? Because <laughs> it's, it's a bit different. Oh, it most, it most certainly is. Um, I often hoped that uh, a peaceful death was, was my future. That's to what, that is what's happened to my husband, by the way. A nice, peaceful death. In his sleep, surrounded by our children. Wait, wait a second. I, I asked you last night. He's very much alive. This is in the future, my dear. Right. In, in our Boston house. Um, no, my end is rather violent, I'm afraid. How violent? Very violent, my dear. I do not know if any who but who knew me would be able to recognize me thereafter. 
She gets silent. Her eyes, thousand yard stare. Guess we'll come back to that. Hmm. Now, are there, um, do you have any enemies that, uh, any, anyone you may have offended or might have, a, might hold a grudge against you? Oh, the church, most certainly. The, the Catholic? Just any church whatsoever or just? Any fanatic. Is there a particular, um, Got it. Mm, I know I did the exact same thing yeah. just now. Is that a particular, um, a particular, that's a hard word. Particular. Particular. Um, thank you. Pastor or father oh, or... No, I've, um, I've made plenty of, of, uh, enemies is such a strong word though. They, they well, they're are... They're going to kill you, so of course this would be an enemy. Oh, I'm... If they're the ones who attach me with such savagery, then they've left all their vows behind. But, um... No, just malcontents uh, who do not think my methods and my practices to be entirely of heaven. I've been called a witch a few, few times in my day. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. I mean, just... Of course, Miss Jules, of course, of course. Uh, um, oh, what was my other question? Oh, you said that, um, you know, you left your husband in Boston <laughs> and came over here. Yes. Why? Because I saw the two of you, of course. So the whole reason you came was to seek our services. Yes. Before you die. Yes. Perhaps I... Best start at the beginning. Yes, please. This was uh, a very good place to start. Can you read? No. <laughs> um, it would have been would have been about mid-August, and at first, my dreams were very simple. It was well, it was us seated as we are now, and our conversation was muted, but it was uh, had over the course of tea and coffee and there was a, a though granted there was a cat somewhere oh. <laughs> actually thank you emily uh because at that moment uh you do see shadow dart into the room and you hear pearson go no 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 ah there it is now and shadow who often only shows any sort of affection to you uh-huh. bounces right up into her lap and she goes oh so this must be Shadow. What a sweet... Jules is going to look very pointedly at Pat, like, Ah, you were skeptic, <laughs> but... Um, and as she's just petting the cat, um, you uh, hear, pop, 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 stop. And very soft. Come in. Sorry, the door's closed and Thank I just... Thank you for knocking, Miss Pearson. Right, yes. um, uh, cat, you damn thing, come on. Oh, no, it's quite all right, dear. It's fine. Uh, but I was it's told to... not entirely fine. Uh, oh, come now, Mr. Patrick. Let an old lady have her druthers. I'll let you have your druthers. I don't want you to catch whatever that cat is carrying. That <laughs> might be what murders her. And what why she would be so unrecognizable because <laughs> of the feral tenacity practices of this horrible beast. Case I don't understand solved. why he has such animosity towards my cat, but... 
Uh, she is an absolute sweetheart. Um, and no, thank you. I'd rather her stay here. Mr. Patrick can learn to uh, deal, as it were. Um. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to visit with my pet instead, and we'll see. No, just, just. Yeah. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Pearson just kind of. All right. And closes the door. Well, goes back to her. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, Miss Britton goes back to Mrs. Britton goes back to uh, petting Shadow. She goes. Right. So the dreams started off as simple as, well, this interaction here. Oh. Tell me, are you familiar with the sense of deja vu? I, I can't say that. It is merely the uh, feeling that one is either remembering or repeating something that's already happened. Huh. So, it's, it's a term that uh, I often find myself facing. Neither here nor there, however. The dreams started off benign enough until... until they weren't. The dreams only bring me so much, and once I sensed that they were leading to something of a darker nature, you see her once again pause. Insight, well, insight as she's telling these things. Go for it. 19. Uh, sorry. Yeah. As far as you can tell, she's being 100% honest. Once we go beyond these talks, that is when the dreams got darker. My subconscious mind is well guarded against the threats from beyond. And so if I am to seek out dangerous knowledge, I often have to undertake some preparations, which I did. And I perceived savagery. I was torn asunder. My mind would not let me perceive how it occurred. I withdrew before the damage could be done. And I knew that if I were to find any sort of justice, find any sort of resolution, I would have to find this sitting room first. And once I had your faces, it wasn't that hard to divine your location. And of course, the newspaper helped quite a bit as well. Mm. Very succinct advertisement, Mr. Patrick. But I also knew that this horror would come for me no matter where I was. And I could not risk having my family between me and it. I understand, of course, that this means that perhaps I'm placing you in danger. But something tells me that two of you are better equipped than my blood. Well, whatever it is, if it does come for you, if it does kill you, then of course we want to catch it and stop it before it does it to someone else, someone who doesn't see it coming. That's, that's my hope as well. Now, Mrs. 
but you say torn asunder. Can you go into more detail of this sundering? Are you, uh, is this merely- I'd ask uh, you to not ask me to relive certain details, Mr. Patrick. I'm I was terribly sorry. If this is hyper hyperbolic speaking of as as you approach the the end of my life future and and you're mentally or spiritually harrowed uh by by peering into the future or if you viewed your own corporeal form being torn into bits bits is a hard word mr patrick but it is horrifying what happens to me. And you see her just kind of list in her chair for a brief moment. I'll pick up the coffee and um, put it in her hand and say, have some more this. Sorry. Of course. We won't, we won't ask about that again. Is this information vital, Mr. Patrick? It will be helpful. Just putting putting pieces together of... The night after is a full moon, is it not? Tomorrow night? Yes. yes. Uh, you would have to consult your lunar calendar, but that would line up with... Mm -hmm. Be roughly, then, if nothing else. <sighs> One of the things that Boston is lacking is uh, places of old power as they are a fledgling nation. Unless I'm grossly mistaken, the ley lines of spiritual energy are still overflowing here in London, and St. James Park, under the light of the full moon, might be enough to offer the protection I need. I can prepare you both as best by letting you come with me and seeing what I see. If you could somehow uh, impart these visions. You sound incredulous, Mr. Patrick. He is. Hmm. I, I am indeed. Are you not a man of God? I am a man of faith, yes. Then does it truly so incredulous in your mind that there are things we cannot easily understand? That there are powers beyond that which we can normally perceive? There are more things in heaven and earth than there are <laughs> in your philosophy, eh, Hamlet? Hmm. Uh, no. Not more Shakespeare. <laughs> if you are resolute in getting the necessary details. Come with me to St. To James tomorrow night. Prepare your minds, prepare your bodies, and perhaps together we can divine what my soul mind could not. We'll be there. September the 23rd. Third. At midnight in St. James Park. That is in Westminster. 
And, uh, she... Though ashen, the simple smile comes back and she says, Well, I had best go prepare. Um... This, this, we we shall do our best to uh, put to, put together a case on who might be attempting to end your life, uh, but uh, precious little to go on besides a date. I, I'm hoping that I this uh, uh, seance on the uh, night of the twenty third will be illuminating. Bring something to ease your mind, to, to free it, if you were. Uh, for my dear husband, he would often have a big glass of brandy before accompanying me. My poor son, he got hooked on these narcotics when he was not able to inherit the eye that comes so freely. But something to ease the transition would serve you best. Until tomorrow night, my friends. I'll uh, show you to the door. Thank you, dear. As you leave the sitting room and you show her to the door, she gently grabs your wrist. She looks at you. I definitely, uh, I I don't do the arm thing to her. Where's the cat? Cat's in the study. (laughs) 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 Um, No, there's no cat aside going on. Um, She looks at you intently. When she touches me, I kind of and like every hair on the back mm-hmm. of my neck stands, stands up, up. But I like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This too was in my dreams. And it applies not so much to me, my dear, as it does to you. And perhaps this will mean more to you than to myself. The past is not as dead as we think. Huh. Well, until tomorrow night, dear. Until tomorrow. She leaves. All uh, Jules knows is that sounds bad. Also, not much to go on until we have more so you I'll, said I'll go back and relay that message. You to said um, the the doctor was it Peabody? Mm-hmm. Uh, Peabody's the bad guy. Peabody's been doing been threatening the doctor and what when? Yeah, I think it's the typical you know. Yeah, insurance. Yeah. When 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 is insurance due? He said they've been coming around uh, every few days. He said probably in the next four days. So when the next instance would occur. So that's, let's see, today's the 22nd. Look at what you've done to me. I'm using words like instance would occur. 26th. So the 26th. It's marking my calendar. Yep. Is next payment. 
for insurance. I don't think he's been paying. I think he's been refusing or has he been paying? He has not been paying. So okay, I'm say so, he, he hasn't been paying. So is the is when payment for insurance is due or else. Mm-hmm. Um, as you are conferring about the good doctor, um, uh, on the study door comes another knock, and uh, Miss Pearson pokes her head in this time. When there is not a client, am I, mm-hmm. am I still supposed to knock and wait, or would you? Sorry, let me try that again. <laughs> Come in. Okay, so that that is how I'm supposed to. All right, um, I have a uh, constable, Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy Pallets, here to see the two of you. You're so busy today. Let him in. Very well. Up this way, constable. Oh, thank you, Miss uh, Pearson. As you see him, just kind of like watching her as she leaves. Don't do that. Miss uh, so, Walker. Uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, the, the the face is new to me, and I wanted to. Uh, case her to make sure that um, nothing. Is that what that's called now? Leave, leave the leering. Beat red. <laughs> leave the leering for the gentlemen's clubs, uh, constable. What's your business? <laughs> leering. <laughs> Come now, Mister <laughs> Mister Patrick. I, did, I wasn't. Um... <clears throat> right. Um, I'm here, sir, uh, because <laughs> I um, I was able to. Uh, I know who our dead man is, sir. Oh, do you? Excellent. Yes, um, and you see him whip out his little notepad, and he goes... Which one? The the the, the, the full man. man? Yes. Right. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Just... Was I supposed to be looking for a one-armed... No. Well, we're not sure if we're Right, sorry. So just... um, the uh, the victim, uh, as far as the uh, descriptions are able to give us, is uh, Dietrich Weingross. Weingross? He's a... Uh, German. Prussian, actually. Of course. Prussian. Yeah, he's a, he was a Prussian immigrant. Uh, barely spoke two words of English, apparently. But, um, no, he's, uh, his wife reported him missing just oh. yesterday. What was his name again? Uh, Dietrich Weingross. No, I went, I went down to the docks, uh, like you said, Mr. Patrick, okay. and, um, you know, there wasn't, uh, there was no one reporting from, uh, any of the typical fishing vessels, um, but there's this one man down at. Uh... <laughs> I wrote this down, but I did not. I did not write it down. So, wife reported him missing yesterday, or the day before? Yesterday. The day we found him. Ah, uh, yes. So after two days. Um, right down at uh, uh down at the uh, Victoria Dock Cut. On our Royal Albert's dock. Um, maybe no more than two hours away from here. Uh, but, um, you know, the, there's the... They have their own little quarter down there. Uh, Mum and... Uh, uh, miss and uh, Sir. Uh, you know, they, they they keep to their own. Sorry, which sorry, is... which quarter is this? This is... Uh, on Bugsby's Beach. Near Woolwich. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 totally fine. Past the east, past the West India Dock and the East India Dock, uh, in the Victoria Dock. 
This is, this, I'm sorry, this is what? Just where, um... Prussian Quarter. Where the Prussian Quarter was. Oh, the Prussian Quarter, okay. Yeah. Um... And it's two hours away, you said? Give or take. I mean, I suppose we could take the ferry. That that could probably speed things up. Now that I'm not, you know, knocking on every door on the way down. Any Anyway, um... But no, uh... I do have the, uh... I have in... Pass along the condolences. The wife doesn't speak much English either, but their daughter, uh, who's um, probably about Miss Walker's age, uh, she seems to have a pretty firm grasp on the language. Um, I could have a, either have a brought up to Scotland Yard, or, or you could go uh, pay a visit yourselves. Uh, either way, I'd be more than happy to uh, accompany you, Mr. Patrick. Where <laughs> should we go? Do 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 we have no reason to suspect her of foul doing right now. We just Unless it's what she wants us to think. Right, but we don't have a reason to think that yet, so... Right. Locking her up is in poor taste. Right, yes, of course. Um, right, well, uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll take the carriages then, um, rather than the ferry, and uh, have a brought. Should should be no more than an hour, two hours. Probably, probably closer to two. So maybe after lunch? Perfect. Great. Uh, we will see you there, and um, always a pleasure. Um, this way, and oh, to push. Um, as as he's going that way, I'm going to say, Jules, after you tail Miss Pearson at the market, how about you uh, run the uh, investigation the inquiries with um the dead man's daughter i think i'm going to head to the prussian quarter in uh incognito investigating yes pulling a um pulling a crossroad eh yeah, you uh we'll see if the stories match on when we come back I'm going right. to uh, go after Constable Jimmy's um, in a carriage behind him. Great. Uh, are you? Uh, I'll, I'll tail him. Are you going in disguise? Uh, sure. Yeah. I'll. I'll okay. I'll why don't you give me space. a deception check? Okay. And then describe, depending on how well you roll. Oh, well, that's not amazing. That's only a fourteen. That's not. That's not too shabby at all. So, so you definitely don't pass suppression, but. Um, uh, I'm I'm going to grab a few things, uh, and um, and a small um, and a small hand mirror and uh, tell in the carriage and in, in the carriage I'm going to put on 
um, like some some you know sideburns and and give myself a little bit of the um, scruff scruff and just really uh, hagger it down. Um, and, look like a sea dog. Yeah, look look a bit more more of a, a sailor mm-hmm. look. Um, and you know, I've, I've grabbed off one of the different coats, and so I've, I've got right. that. Right. So have your cannon revolver. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, and still have your bullet plate. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm um, just yep. establishing a baseline. Oh here. yeah. I've, I've uh, remove uh, for a trip of this magnitude. Remove an entire shilling for the, uh, or sorry, uh, a shilling and a half for the um, trip. Via carriage. Um, well, why don't you both give me a roll off? Tell me when I should uh, um, add Miss Britton's funds to our uh, own. Uh, the moment you make a trip to the bank. Great. The bank of London. Okay. Rule Britannia. Britannia rules the way. We can add. Uh, we could add ten pounds to both of our accounts if we. Well, I could do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so, rollies? Yeah. Uh, what, sorry, what are we rolling? We're just rolling off. Oh. To see which... Yeah. Which story. Yeah, sorry, sorry for splitting the party. No, here, it's fine. Oh, boy, this Three. Is... Oh. Two. Two. <laughs> 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 I love that. I love that. Okay. So, um, as you see, uh... Good old Pat uh, grab an absolute armful of, you know, certain uh, charcoal pads and a couple of like rubber prosthetics that he has in place for such an occasion, a, a corn cob pipe. Um, he's going full Popeye. <laughs> um, you do have a. Yeah. So as, as she watches him kind of get ready and leave, she's just like. Uh, as Pat leaves. Um, you don't see that reaction. From behind uh, one of the bookcases, you just see Shadow poke. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, comes up to you, gives you the, the nice nuzzle. Um, and as you just kind of sit petting Shadow, taking into account what Mrs. Britton told you, and just, oh, this is going to be a long day. Um, a little rapping, and you hear it through the door. Um... I'll be heading out now to market, Mr. Patrick, Miss Walker. Um, dinner at seven? Sounds good. Excellent. Good day. And then I'm going to follow her. Great. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, are you following her via the rooftops or are you going into the street? Well, it's in the middle of the day, so I think mm-hmm. rooftops is probably not a great idea. Sounds good. Um, so I'm just gonna do traditional tail. Great. Why don't you go ahead and give me a stealth check? Oh, one of those natural twenties would be nice right now. No. <laughs> That's a fourteen. Okay. This was definitely not a natural twenty. <laughs> it's okay. You're good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I rolled really poorly. Um. <laughs> So you see Miss Pearson, uh, Miss Ann Pearson, um, making her way uh, through Soho. Um, she cuts down uh, Manette Street. Um, and you see her pass uh, Old Ellis's um, uh, a treat trolley. Um, no, they're, they're the jelly deals that Spiker was talking about. 
Um, I wasn't oh. there for that. Oh, true enough. Um, but I probably do know about Skype. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you're tailing her. You're able to just kind of blend right into all the, the passerbys. Um, at one point, you do see her kind of stop and start to turn to the side, and you just, with practice ease, um, kind of squat next to it. Not squat, that's a poor term. You just kind of uh, gently and sleekly bend over as if adjusting a boot lace uh, so that you are perfectly obscured by a bulbous showman in a bowler hat reading the newspaper. Um, and with practices, as he folds the page, you are right back up, going right back towards it. Um, you follow her to the market, and you see her go from stall to stall, picking out uh, loaves of bread. Um, you see her just kind of hang by these grapes for a few moments. <laughs> <gasps> respect. For shame. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. And you see her actually engage in some haggling. And if the shopkeeper's expression is anything to go by, she's pretty good at it. And the shopkeeper does not like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, she comes out with a few different bundles, uh, a prosciutto-esque meat that has been wrapped up, a few different things. So the basket is getting fuller and fuller. And yet, she doesn't seem to be having any issue holding it all. Um, getting an inside check. Okay. That's because she's a man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Natural 20? Oh, okay. <laughs> I just have plus zero to inside. Oh, okay. The fact that I'm rolling really um, well is awesome. She's moving with purpose. Okay. She's moving, um, she's taking this very seriously. Okay. Um, and uh, every so often you do see her pull out an envelope that does seem to have a fair collection of um, billfolds mm -hmm. of uh, certain pounds. And um, and finally, after she has amassed a full basket, you see her uh, walking past a, a, triacle, a treacle trolley. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's looking at it. And she's just looking back in the envelope. You see her pull out a pound, pound note, and giving it to the gentleman, get some changes back that she puts in her apron pocket, and just... <laughs> uh, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you continue to follow her for 30, 30, 40 minutes as she seems to be wrapping up any kinds of uh, errands that are going about, but nothing suspicious. Okay. Yeah. Finally, at the conclusion of this shopping venture, uh, knocking on the door of about 12.15, 12.30, she begins heading back homewards. Um, okay. And you see a familiar duo mm -hmm. of Butterfingers and Spiker exiting the market, kind of following after her for a little bit. And uh, you see uh, Butter Butterfingers kind of trip in front of her, and she immediately goes over and starts to help him up uh, while Spiker okay. comes in from behind. No. <laughs> I'm gonna... No. Spiker. No. Butterfingers up. Uh, the two look... Very much chastised and a little confused. And Miss Pearson, 
um, turns and sees you, and her eyes get as wide as dinner plates as she um, immediately kind of straightens up and she goes, Miss Walker, um, uh, you, you know? And you see Spiker just giving you this annoyed flat stare of, really? She rolls her eyes and just kind of trying to start her newsies cap firmly in place. Butterfingers looking very ashamed coming in behind her. I'm going to turn them both around to look at Miss Peabody. I'm going to say, Miss, Miss who? Pearson. Pearson, sorry. <laughs> Peabody. <laughs> Too many P's! Um, and I'm going to say, she's the new maid. Oh! Spiker! What did I say? I said that we should not go Stop at... It. Mm. And uh, you see Spiker just look up at you and go, she had a hefty note. Yeah. It looked like it was... She was being... Careless, figured it's uh, I, I fair know. game. I, I know, no, no. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give him a pound. Whoa, okay. Um, I, I'm only giving you this. That means no marks for the rest of the day. <sighs> Swear it. Promise. Spit. Are you gonna take the hand that she yeah, just yeah, spat yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, because touching, so I wasn't. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just would have thought it was hilarious if you made her spin her hand and then you just like, <laughs> like oh. Yeah. <laughs> I will also spit in my hand and shake yep. her hand. She's an eight-year-old yep. girl. Exactly. And then I'll give her um, the pound note. No marks. Rest of the day. It's a bad habit. Butterfingers. Jellied. Right, good idea, Spiker. Um, thank you, Miss Walker. And sorry again, um, Miss Pearson. Miss Pearson, we got you. You're good now. Thank you. And she watches the two of them scurry away. And she looks at you, and then she just kind of narrows her eyes, not angrily, just kind of. Is this also a uh, duty of yours, Miss Walker? Checking in on the new help, as it were. I tend to check in on people who are close to us, yeah. Fair enough. You overheard some sensitive information this morning. I was just checking to make sure there wasn't anyone you were, um, reporting to. Don't have anyone to report to. No one to check in on me. Fairly alone. What is your story, then? You see her kind of give this minor sardonic smile. She goes... As my employer, I suppose I'm bound in part to answer that question. You don't have to answer anything you don't want to. In that case, I'll keep the information to myself for now, if it's all the same to you. I'm the last person in the world to press someone to do or say something they don't want to do. Hmm. I do have one question, actually. All right. And she points to your pants. Mm -hmm. She goes, Did you have a tailor taking a man's pants, or did you buy those somewhere? Um, so Jules is going to laugh, which is very rare. Because mm -hmm. she's saying pants. <laughs> no, because this is not the question she was expecting at all. <laughs> what are you doing talking about pants in public? <laughs> Trousers. Uh, Trousers, thank you. I had, <laughs> them, I had them made. I had them made. 
I actually have a special trick. And I'll pull my little thing so that it turns into a skirt. Eyebrows go up. And she goes, Trade you the name of your tailor for where I'm from. I did notice that you were quite good at haggling. All right. I'll give her the name of my tailor. Great. London. I feel a little cheated, but I respect it. (laughs) And And she lets out a little melodious laughter herself. It's curt, but sincere. And then I'm going to say the money. Don't ever go through it in public. Oh. Oh, stupid. It's not. It's a common mistake. I'm just trying to keep you from being an easy mark. I've, um, I've never held so much money in my life, if I'm being honest. Keep it, um, keep it somewhere that you would very, very much notice if someone went for it. Clear as crystal. And you see her just kind of unbutton her frock a little bit and, sure enough, just shove the money deep in. She goes, probably shouldn't take out the entire month's worth of grocery money on a single outing. It's, oh gosh! Just, I'm not. I don't really want to let it out of my sight. You know, it's. it's good, the, good rule of thumb is, um, only take as much as you absolutely need. Fair enough. Um. Dinner at seven, Miss Walker. Thanks, Miss Jensen. Anne. Jules. Very well, Jules. I'm, uh, I'm not your employer. You know that, right? Lord Ashley Cooper has a different understanding of our relationship, then. Carl Patrick is the man that you work for. Underneath the earth. I'm sort of just a tenant. And a helper. Hmm. But I'm definitely not of his status. Carl's. Pat- uh, Mr. Patrick's. Correct. Yet he seems to listen to you. I do earn my keep. Hmm. Good day, Jules. Um, after that, then I'll head straight to the uh, Scotland Yard. Great. Um, you do so mm-hmm. by foot. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's uh, a, at this point in time, well, and it, I would, think I have it would only, it only be about a 20 minute walk. Yeah. And I have some leftover time, I think. So yeah, I'll just yeah. walk. Great. Um, you come around there 1230, 1245 okay. after lunch, which is pretty much mm-hmm. when, uh, Constable Jimmy's palate, Jimmy, Jimmy's palate had said, <laughs> um, don't know why his first name is a plural, but I said it and I'm sticking with it. So, um, <laughs> by gosh, by golly. <laughs> Um, you arrive at Scotland Yard, and you're a, a known presence, so even absent uh, your handler, um, they allow you entrance. Right. Um, you do see, uh, as you're walking in, you immediately, you know, case as you often do. And the first thing you do is you see a constable, uh, Alan Matthews, mm-hmm. uh, sneaking a sip from his uh, flask. Okay. And he immediately sees you see him, and he just kind of slowly... 
he lowers it back from his lips. Um, are any of the prostitutes still in lockup that were there yesterday? Um, odds or evens? Odds. Nay. Okay, great. No. Um, few more bruisers and biggins that are in there, but uh, it seems that there's a high turnaround. Um, you make your way to one of the, uh, not one of the offices, not especially, especially not Inspector Robinson's, um, who appears to be absent. But you do uh, make your way to a stall where um, Jimmy's is just kind of standing outside and he sees you and he lights up and he looks around you and... It's just me. Oh, um, very well. Uh, right this way, Miss Walker. I'll, I'll nod to him. Um... <sighs> And you go in, and there is a uh, young woman, roughly your age, uh, very thick, dark eyebrows, um, very, very dark. Uh, almost, like It's almost that midnight blue with how black okay. the hair is. Uh, and it's uh, pulled down into two tight braids. Um, and she's just wearing a very simple uh, black dress nothing nothing fancy about it a um kind of a, a white lace rope like material cinched around the middle and two uh white uh collar bits that are coming down not high up the neck like high fashion like a uh, high society ladies but she has her sleeves rolled up you see that she's got a very thick uh, collection of uh dark arm hair mm-hmm. um for a woman but you're you're getting the sense that it's, it's definitely that that uh, prussian armenian um, the scent at play there. Um, and she looks very, very sad. Um, and I'm suddenly realizing as I, as I go in, I'm like, oh. her dad's dead. I have to do the whole bedside manner thing. <laughs> Cause Carl's pretty good at it. And I'm usually just quiet during that. Okay. You are one of the late one of the people who found my father. Yes. Huh. I'm, um, I'm sorry. I'm Sloan Weingross. Sloan. <sighs> my mother would be here, but uh, she has. Had to begin making funeral arrangements for father. Um. Miss Weingross, Weingross, um, how long have you been in London? Your family. Um, we have been here for four years now. Um, and your father did uh, what kind of employment? He worked as a uh, day laborer on uh, the many fishing vessels on uh, Victoria's dock. We do not leave the bays quite so long as the other English vessels as uh, those who employ my father do not have the most and she looks over at Constable Jimmy's and then she just kind of does like a little sigh it matters not he's dead now they do not have the most 
legal papers in place for the fishing. This way, people like my father were in high demand. He was a strong man and a strong worker. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Do you know anyone who would have had reason to see your father dead? I mean, inside check. <laughs> 18. Wow. Um, there's a... It's not a smile. It's more like a... haphazard grimace. Okay. As if something is darkly humorous. Before she schools her feature, her eyes roll up a little bit and she closes her eyes. She goes, My father, while... Russian. While a provider was not the most easy man to get along with. To say he had enemies would be an exaggeration, but he was not well-liked. By? The community, his employers, my mother. But... He made sure there was food for us, if nothing else. He cared in his own way, I think. Did he gamble? No, no. He did drink, though, often. Was he in debt? Many people in that habit. Uh, no one has knocked on our door yet, but give it time, I'm sure. So you have no inkling as to who might have done this to your father? Four days ago. <laughs> a note was found on our doorstep. He read it and turned white as paper. And then he left. We had heard that he was mm, imbibing down at uh, Sorry, I thought I wrote down the pub name. I did not. The Lusty Carton. No. You funny. <laughs> no. I am. I am funny. You're very funny. Yes. Uh. <laughs> pub generator. Hypochondria. At the um. Skanky goblin. The pickled egg. Pickled egg. And it is one of the many public houses off of Victoria's Dock. One of the few that serves people like me. Immigrants. 
But I did not see him again. Any idea what happened to the knight? Do not know if he took it with him or not, but... My father did have a friend. Never brought him around, but he would always talk about his drinking barrel, who they would trade rounds back and forth. Either my mother or, or him, perhaps. What's his name? I'm sorry. My father was a private man. He never hit us. He never... As far as I know, he never stepped outside the sacred bonds of marriage. He had a temper. But he tempered it. He was not perfect. But he didn't deserve I, this. Miss Van Bros, um, I want you to understand that I'm not asking these questions because I'm assuming your father is a bad person. That has nothing to do with it. Going freaking Scottish again! You're not even here! Um, that that doesn't what can, I, what can I say? The last time that you were in a room where I was asking questions, you paid attention. <laughs> I am a great influence on you. That's true. It's just jewels slipping into that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't want you to think that I'm automatically assuming because he was murdered, he was a bad person. I don't. Thank you. Um, but when something like this happens, we do tend to look into reasons why someone may have. So, I, it wouldn't have occurred to me to think that he hit you or did anything like that. But I appreciate the additional information. I just don't want you to think in this time of pain that we're automatically assuming the worst. Something terrible has happened to your father, and even if he was the worst person on the earth, he wouldn't have deserved it. Of course. You're justified to miss him. And to feel hurt. I just... His sins... Were not... It wasn't as if... He laid with those who he wasn't married to. It's not as if... He was given coin... For... Nuptial, carnal relationships. Her head slowly begins to rotate. It's not as if he was a dirty, diseased whore. Her head is now completely upside down. Her eyes turning black. It's not as if he's undeserving of life. Give me a sandy check. I keep going. Take back. <laughs> Ooh, 12. Ooh, okay. Well, you're good. Um, um, so Jules is uh, taking some deep breaths, and she's kind of looking down. She can still see this happening in her peripheral, but she's not looking directly at it. She's yeah. like, okay. Um, I definitely drank too much last night. You see... 
her hands begin to crawl on the table in front of you. The fingers getting longer and rotted. The fingernails growing yellowed and curled until one of the hands begins to curl unnaturally. The fingers curling around, moving towards your chin as if to stroke the underside of your face. Um, so she's kind of holding her ground at, at first. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's like, this has got to be something that I'm hallucinating, or maybe it's the doctor's medicine or something. Um, as it it's coming closer, she's like, it's fine. This is fine. This is not real. This is not, this is not, obviously I'm, something's wrong here. Um, as it comes to, like, touch me, though, mm-hmm. that's when she, um, I jump back and, and stand up. And as you jump back, the other hand shoots out, elongated, the th- sinew snapping and flushing blood beginning to splurt out of the arm as it grabs you firmly by the face and as forces you to look up and it's the lord looking at you now and he goes come now my starling let's have a scream um okay <laughs> ah okay um is my mouth covered uh, okay, so I'm just gonna close my eyes and I'm gonna say, Jimmy's! Jimmy's! What's wrong? Yeah, I open my eyes. And the Lord's face is directly in front of yours. His jaw unhinging as he's coming in for a sweet lover's kiss. <sighs> Give me another sandy check. Uh, 52. Okay. What do you do? Um, well, at this point, he is... I am being physically touched by it, so... Um, I will attack it. Doing your... Your feet? Yeah! Let's do my feet! Okay. Um, She's quick on her feet. Ah, badoom tish. So I'll grab the hand that's Mm -hmm. grabbing my face and try to twist it around its disgusting, decrepit back. Mm. Um, okay. It's a natural one. Oh, well, I really just... Uh, I'll just roll and make sure I don't get a natural mm-hmm. one. Oop. And it's off the table with a natural one. Oh, well, it's not great. Um, 11. So, but it beats a natural one. As you grab the hand and bring it around, um, mm-hmm. the arm snaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the wrist is completely limp now. And... There's just screaming, screaming, screaming. And as you open your eyes, you're holding Constable Jimmy's hand. Oh, no, you broke his hand. Broken wrist. Oh. Oh, He's no. Go- ah, I'm sorry. Miss Walker, please. Please let go. Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ah, sorry. Ah, ah, ah. And you look in the corner of the stall, and you see that Sloane is just standing in the back corner, her arms pressed, just hyperventilating as she's looking at you. And Jimmy's is bent over the table now clutching his arm and you start to hear many footsteps as jimmy's is screaming um and four other constables burst into the stall jimmy's what's why you no good rotten and they're going to uh begin to try and charge you and uh what do you do um
I'm stunned. So, um... A belly club comes across darkness. Going over to Sorn. Like, my, just, uh, th th that's th too much for me. So, yep. Woo. Okay. <laughs> Did you just say woo? Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! Oh, no! Oh. Um, not that that's, you know, any of the laughter or anything. Um, yeah. So. Nobody's there, really. Huh? But yeah, I mean, nobody's there. <laughs> of course not. Um, as you are in the carriage, following, um, Back in the past. following, following Constable Jimmy's. Yep. Um, I put on my costume mo. Mm-hmm. Which was a uh, fourteen. Yep. And then, um, once we get to the Prussian Quarter. The Prussian Quarter. Excellent. Um, I'm going to. I'm gonna change the music now. So I'm, I'm still going to tail Jimmy's and see which house, which apartment, where, which hovel, shack, wherever we're going. Mm -hmm. um, Son of a gun. Poor Jimmy. Oh, well, it's better than stabbing him. Boy, am I glad I didn't stab him. <laughs> Boy, I wanted to. in big trouble if you did. Yeah, I know! We're already in big trouble. <laughs> So, um, you do okay. see the carriage come to a halt uh, in front of a single-story hovel. Okay. Um, you see uh, a little boy, a little girl, uh, a young woman, and a older woman. Uh, clearly mother, daughter, and two younger children um, emerging from the house. Um, you see Constable Jimmy's coming out, hat off, holding it over his heart as he's talking trying to talk to the mother the mother's looking to her daughter and there's talking back and forth and jimmy's finally goes and the daughter says something to the mother and the mother just clenches her and starts shaking her head and the daughter raises her hand pats her on the shoulder leans down gives the two little kids a kiss and follows jimmy's into the carriage nice. uh, i'll throw my um normal clothes into a Knapsack thing, sitting over my shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to once Jimmy's walks away. I'm going to sort of. Just, well, 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 he's I'm, back in the carriage. Yeah. Now. So, yep. so I, I would have been out and sort of on the street mm -hmm. when that happened. Um, I'm going to come up and uh, come over to the boy. Okay. And say, uh, "What? What is your? Uh, Where's your da? Daddy. Hey." Mm. That is gone. Oh, it's hoping he'd join me on a on a fishing on a on a boating uh, excursion today. Sorry, excursion? Uh, out sailing. Oh, oh, money. Right. Uh, not dead. They didn't rush then. Yeah? See that? Um. This then they rushed then. I'm sorry, I don't, uh, uh, don't speak. Dietrich? Right, just wondering where he is. 
No, Didrek. Uh, I'm gonna take off my hat and go. Oh, I'm I'm very, very sorry to hear that. Might might I come in? And I'm gonna she look looks down, down, look at her. down the boy and say, "Might I come in for a moment?" Um, Miss Vanderoff. Darren. Um, why? Oh, just to pay my respects. Money, and this one. And she opens the door. Cool. Um, when I come in, I'd like to uh, do an investigation, try to see what I could... It's a very small yeah. living quarters. Okay. It's one room. You see a collection of rolled up blankets and like straw pillows wedged into one corner. Um, a, uh, a cast iron stove in the middle of it all with a, a small table with multiple places set. Um, a couple of uh, bureaus that have like little tin containers and uh, a couple of haphazard drawers. Uh, give me an investigation check now. <laughs> That's a million. That's a uh, 30... No, twenty. Wait, sorry, no, not Oops. thirty. It's it's. Keep forgetting to put the music on repeat. Because twenty-four. Yep. Twenty-four. Okay. Um, with twenty-four, um, you pick up that the woman's eyes are slightly bloodshot. Um, there's not a whole lot of uh, firewood or coal for the stove. There appears to be like one metal pail that looks about half full of coal. Um, with a 24, wedged into that coal, you do see the peaks of uh, what appear to be almost like a piece of parchment. Um, slightly soot-stained, slightly scorch-marked. Um, furthermore, uh, you see... Not much else. <laughs> Pretty much what I described earlier. Okay. Um, so over in the coal, there's a parchment. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Then I'm going to... Um, uh, sort of going off of the kid's lead with the money. I'm going to uh, just say, uh, you know, the... Sailors Guild, we we uh, have a have a practice amongst us to try to help and take care of those who have lost at sea. And I'm just gonna reach in and pull out, uh, you know, five shillings and just give. Oh, uh, no. um. So the mother starts to look down at the boy, and the boy's like doing like a, a shrug, because he's maybe six years old, and his grasp on the English language is not fantastic. Um, he's in a Prussian quarter. Uh, it's the dominant language. Um, and uh, as you pull out the shillings, though, and put them on the table, she, her eyes go incredibly wide, and she just grabs your hands and just starts putting her head on them. And she's like, thank, thank you. Oh, of course, of course. God, thank God, God bless you and watch over you. This is times like these, we all need to rally around each other and support each other. It's It's good of us to... To do these things. Um, no yeah. comprehension. Yep. 
And uh, um, while while she's doing that, I'm gonna kind of you know mm -hmm. almost stand and and put and position mm -hmm. so I'm you know have my In, have my back to the to, to the, the pail to the pail so that you know as she takes it and puts it in whatever tin. Give she, me a slide of hand once check. Go, once she goes to that, I'm gonna. Yep. Give me a slide of hand check. Come on, slide of hand. Come on, slide of hand. Not bad. That's an eighteen. Ooh. Not bad at all. That's great. Um. Okay, so these are with disadvantage. Okay, she doesn't notice anything. My little brat. He doesn't notice anything. Okay. <laughs> little rat, you just gave my And food. she doesn't notice anything. There's another she? It's two little kids. Oh, little I girl, know. little boy, and uh, the mom. Okay. Um, there was just the, yep. the daughter and the son. No, two, two little kids. Two yep. Kids. Okay. You pull it out. It appears to be a little scorched around the edges, as if someone had started to burn it, and then did not fall through. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to look at it yet, because I don't have time. Pocket it. Um, pocket in that for now. And, um... You're going to be so mad. I am? <laughs> I'm going to be in jail! Oh, oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's easy enough to remedy. That's fine. <laughs> I, we know the guys at Scotland Yard. Come on. The, Jimmy's touched you. Like, we have a history. Like, it's fine. Um, like, that's going to be easy to get. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, with that, um, I will... Uh, sorry, there was one more thing. What was that? You noticed. And sorry. We'll say that you didn't see it before because you were looking in. Yep. Now that you're looking out towards the door, you see that hanging on the wall to the right is a very old grainy, as it would be, photograph of a bunch of young men in a military uniform that you do not recognize. But you could might be able to extrapolate that it is the uh, Prussian, the Royal Prussian Army. Um, cool. Then I'm going to uh, um, walk up to the to the picture and go. Oh, this uh, right. This is probably which which one of these is uh, Dietrich. Is Dietrich. Or, um, she comes over, and she gets this strained look on her face. She walks up, and her finger comes up to rest on the third one from the left. Which now that she's pointing it out. You recognize, though, the beard is clean-shaven, the mustache is there, and it's a lot of the same features. Dietrich, my Kisses her finger, places it upon Dietrich's face. Um... Um, I'm gonna say, well, I best not impose any, any more upon your time. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'm gonna bow my head and, and uh, make my way to the door and just you know, say, no, no thanks, no, no need to to give me any uh, uh, tea or any. It's it's fine. Just you know, make, make my way out <laughs> no, and, and, uh, and go out the the door. Um, 
Once I get out, mm -hmm. still not still gonna leave the parchment there. Mm -hmm. um, that's so tough because they're all crushing. This is my. I know, but uh, that's that's the trick. Is just I don't speak Russian, so I'm trying to figure out what my best course of action would be to figure out and what like who would have seen him last in the past two days, like because it's been three days since he mm -hmm. was killed. Um, what time is it? At this point in time, it would be coming up on noon. Okay, so lunch break-ish. Cool. I'm going to head down to the docks. Okay. And I want to, um, once once I get, I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, um, on the way to the docks, I'd like to buy a couple bottles of beer. Okay. Um, mark off a uh, couple, like big bottles or just like? Just a bottle. Okay. No, uh, no, like, no, like uh, seven pence. You feel like, as you're walking away, that you might have been ripped off a tiny bit, mm. but the language barrier made it very difficult. Yeah. Okay, so I got, seven, difficult. I got seven pence worth of beer. Um, I'd like to go down to the docks and see if there's any workers who are sitting around. Give me a perception having, check. Having some lunch. Not good. Um, that's only a 10. A 10 is perfectly fine. Okay. Um, as you approach down the docks, uh, you do see that there are um, a lot of boats that are just kind of making anchor in the middle of the Thames, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, right, that's not great. And as you look further down, you do see that one ship is pulling in to a, a slipshod dock. Um, it is a very, very moss, yeah, not moth, moth-eaten, uh, falling apart, kind of a small fishing vessel uh, called uh, uh, Vicky Q. And, um, Eddie, get on off. That's enough for today. We got as much as we're going to get uh, before those goddamn villains start stealing the rest of the fish. Get you gone. Just find the bed yourself. Get going. Get going. And you see uh, three uh, Prussian workers um, leaving and they're smiling, but they're like, hey, and they're doing, you know, little like F you motions. And uh, this bald as an egg, uh, except for, like, long wisps of white hair on the side, um, and a burly mustache with just, like, scraggle around the uh, the chin. A huge scar on his forehead that hooks, and you can say he almost had to wear an eye patch, um, but it seems to have just missed him barely. He's wearing a big... What the... That would be Fiona using my Spotify. Those, that is... are, those are scary. Oh, no! She's using my Spotify! No, Fiona. Are we? Are we? Are we killing our recording? Uh, we're gonna pause here for a second, Ooh. and we're back. So, um, as I was saying, um, grizzled, scarred, old man, scarred, uh, huge thick wool coat, um, and a, uh, a, a faded green scarf wrapping up the majority of his neck, um. And he appears to be just be throwing uh, bits of crab and chum at the Prussian workers, getting them off the, the vessel in a hurry. Cool. Uh, I'm going to uh, approach 
and say, uh, Ahoy there! Uh, it sounded to me as though you come from uh, Scotland there, friend. Oh! oh. <laughs> Good to meet another Scotsman in these God-forsaken quarters. Hi, these Prussians. It's no no good for a for a good Scottish. Uh... Good cheap labourers, though. That's that's fair. Hey, why don't you uh, why don't we share a share a drink together and you tell me about uh, how you're getting on down here? Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Sixteen or yeah, sixteen. 16? Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> a squat after me own heart. Get over here. Um, and he uh, throws down the gangplank back for you. You're able to go on, no problem. Um, and he uh, takes it and immediately pulls it out and ah, to the green glens we left behind. To the Cold summer breeze wafting up your kilt. (laughs) (laughs) Clang! Uh, Starts drinking. Mm. Oh, you got it from the from the stand up always, didn't ya? Oh, he did. Yeah, he's a shyster, you know. Oh, I could tell, but I couldn't understand him well enough to get a good price. Well, you know, it's not that hard of a language once you start getting past all their uh, idioms. They speak in a lot of idioms. Now I'm looking for a strange idiom. Uh, if, uh, if you catch my drift, uh, there's there's a man by the name of uh, uh, Dietrich Weingross. You ever heard of that sailor? Oh, that's a beautiful natural twenty. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize, but the twenty on this die is uh, some Nova Mai, so that's yeah. cool. Um, he goes, Dietrich, that layabout has not been in for four days now. Four days. Four days, not three. Mm, eight, not four, four days. Right. I've had to go and give his position away to someone else. What, what position did he have here on your vessel? Oh, he was my—he was my—you uh, know—he and Robo with his infinite yep. knowledge of boats. Sure. Uh, he was responsible for hauling the line, getting them all in, you know, because you know, my back ain't what it used to be. So he was pulling on them right good, and just uh, getting all the fish in here. With the lines Great. and the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know boats. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, the stern and the... The stern and the bow and the starboard port. And the head. And the poop deck. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I love you guys so much. Um, so, um, you say he would, hasn't shown up for four days. Soren's a sailor in real life for context. <laughs> hasn't shown up for four days. Nay. Anyone, anyone seen him before that? Who, who I mean, I, I saw him before that. Oh, well, I know that. Of course you've seen him before that, but on the... You know, make more sense, laddie. I'm saying on the... Go four days ago, who would have been the last person to have seen him? I'm trying to track him down. Probably his wife. Well, she said that he had disappeared four days ago. Disappeared? Oh, he went missing. Oh, now I feel a little bad. I thought he just... Blowing me off. Ah! Who needs him? Right. Clink. Yep. But, <laughs> think, thinking if uh, 
you you being one who knew him, not intimately, but knew him, where would he have gone? What where did it, where were his regular haunts besides this book and his home? Just trying to paint a bigger picture of where where he may have gone off to. Who's asking, laddie? Good question. I should have come up with a name. <laughs> An alias. What's a good name? Sherlock Holmes is the name. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a man passing by named Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. He's like, I, I like that guy. sound of that. Uh, In the Prussian Quarter. <laughs> good place to get. Prussian beer. <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, uh, I'm looking for a good one. You're taking an awfully long time to I answer my question here, Yali. Really. Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, Nathaniel Ferguson. Well, Nathaniel Ferguson, if I had to take a wild stab out, I'd say probably that, uh, a shit house they call the, uh, pickled egg. Pickled egg? Hey. They think if they use uh, English pub names, that perhaps it makes them more gentrified. Oh, it's more uh, Prussian uh, establishment. All right, interesting. That they would have been the places to to go. Eh? You may want to check with his mate Peter. Peter. Hey. Who's Peter? Oh, I don't think this is his uh, his Christian name. If you catch my way, I think it was probably the name he took when he made it to these uh, blessed shores. But, um, Peter Goldrick, he, uh, he's actually been missing for a couple of days too now, now that I think about it. Mr. Goldrick is missing as well. Aye. Right. And hmm. the two of them would have been at the pickled egg frequently? Aye. Did Peter ever frequent your vessel as well? No, no, I, I run a very tight ship here, Mr. Nathaniel, and, uh, I like to make sure that, uh, I have no layabouts, and I'll say that Peter, he's a... Well, he makes the Irish look like a well-adjusted drinkers, if you know Macdrift. I do. All right. Well, um, time to give the uh, the Irish a run for their money. I best head to the pickled egg, see what uh, what they're serving up. Hey, well, well, thanks for the beer and the talk, Ferguson. Likewise, I hope uh, everything goes right for you. Well, I got more hands than I know what to do with, so... Can't complain. Except for more fish. They've been getting more and more stark lately. Don't quite get it, but maybe it's just the transition of the season. Maybe. Hope so. That was a foreboding way of putting it. All right. That was. I didn't like what you were saying then. I don't trust you, Robo, more than I don't trust the fish. <laughs> Have a good one, Ferguson. And you, Captain. So... Okay, we'll say that he gave you some directions. Okay, I'm gonna go to the pickled egg. egg. Mm -hmm. um, when I get there, I don't know how much of this you want to role play, or or what I'd like to um, ask after um, Diedrich and, and Peter. Peter and see if they saw them four days ago or even three days ago. Okay, give me a persuasion check. Um, this might help if I you know buy some rounds for people that I was talking to or you know at least bought a drink sure we'll say drink. we'll say that for every round of six people that you buy the mm -hmm. DC gets knocked down so how many uh, well I'll, I'll probably need to talk to a few people to do this so let's at least do six 
including the bartender and then some other people. That six are rounds for six people? No, I'm, I was saying for the... Oh, there's... Sorry. Pause. Yep. Pausing. And we're back again. Okay, so I'm going to buy uh, a round for six people. Gotcha. Um, so that'll, luckily a really, really cheap place like this, especially once they understand that you're buying beer for them, um, it'll only cost you uh, uh, 12 pence. Um, and so go ahead and with that in mind, give me a persuasion check. Hmm. Five. Yep. Um, you've got a lot of people smiling and nodding, and like looking towards the bar again. Okay, I'll buy another round. <laughs> That's another twelve pence. Okay, and when you're ready, go ahead and give me another persuasion check. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, so, uh, one of them, who happens to speak some English, um, does tell you that uh, four days ago, uh, Diedrich, Diedrich had come in, and he and Peter were getting rather heated and into the sauce. Um, and uh, Dietrich had seemed scared, and he kept grabbing... Peter by the collars and eventually the two of them left Dietrich first then Peter um, that was the last time any one of them any one of them had seen Dietrich and Peter um, any idea which direction uh, there was a it wasn't unheard of for the uh, two of them to um, head up to the uh, the northern point of the of the of the docks where uh it's a bit of a miniature ship graveyard okay okay then i will head that way okay at this point in time it's uh close to one o'clock mm -hmm. um you make your way following the instructions uh, to remind you because someone because there are people there who speak both English and Prussian. Mm -hmm. Would you like to open your note at any point? Because um, I feel like this would have occurred yes. to Carl. Yeah, maybe I'd do that at the egg. Okay. Um, so you haven't opened it earlier. Before I leave. Yep. Okay. Would have seen that it said, Smertrusem Kogdavonia Zovet. Sorry. Trusem. Yep. Smertrusum. Yep. Comma. Kogda. Voina. Zovet. Okay. Um, and uh, the translation for that is death to cowards when war calls.
I'll also say that with an 18, talking about Dietrich, especially the person who translated this note for you, they get solemn and they impart one more piece of knowledge. That It's only rumor and they would never, ever suggest it to Dietrich's face. But it was said, rumored, that Dietrich, a member of the Royal Prussian Army, was actually a deserter. And that's why he and his family had ended up in London. So, to the graveyard. Yep. Um, give me an investigation check. I'll probably have Oops, come back. <laughs> ten. Ten. Okay, with a ten, as you're looking around, just trying to find any hint of anything, you don't find any tracks, you don't find any sign of scuffling, you don't find anything that you'd be looking for is four days old, so just the ripe smell of fish and rotting wood is all that surrounds you, and the Call of seagulls all around you. There's a lot of seagulls around here, actually. There's a lot of seagulls around here, actually. They seem to be clustering a yeah. bit. Okay, so there's something over there they're looking at. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go see if Peter's over there. Give me an athletics check to try and get around all the rotting pieces of. Uh, but you're gonna have to actually like step onto some of these boats that are in the. In the ten. There we go. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. Oh, first one was cocked. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I was like, I didn't say with advantage. It it, it was sitting right on the on the middle. I was like, okay. Um, With a natural twenty, you are able to like testing things out with your toes. You feel the creaking, and you like, okay, no, no, avoiding that one. Takes you a little bit of caution to get out there, but eventually. You do get to uh, the where the clustering of the seagulls are all, um, all gathered around the the, uh, the stern of uh, one partially sunken uh, vessel, and the smell hits you. Um, and four days of being partially submerged in salt water with the marine life and the avian life feeding. You don't know how on earth you would have been able to tell that it was Peter, especially because you've never seen a picture of him, but one thing that you do see of this rotting corpse is that the left side of the torso and arm are missing. (laughs) Give me a sanity check. I knew it. Freaking freak, freak. But notice I didn't say freak. it out loud this time. I, pre- I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. There are bodies in those armor. That's a... It was a guess. I know. It's a one. Okay. You're good. Just as long as it wasn't reversed, then you're good. Oh, my gosh. It's a one. Yep. Um, a one. That's, that's a zero crazy. and a one. That would have been yeah. great as sexton for a divine intervention. 
<laughs> it's great for me because yep. I'm still, you know, you're still sane. Fairly sane. Um, oh, nope, the eyes have been pecked Pecked out. The skin is uh, shrunken, shriveled, and clinging to the skull. Wisps of hair and beard still there. The jaw is broken and slack. Um, And uh, there's really no more blood, but there's a heavy stain. From that, give me either a medicine check or an investigation check. Uh, Investigation. Ooh, Mm yes. Nope. That's a nine. It's just a little too gross to really determine anything. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, and as you're looking at this, going, what do you do next? Um, I'm going to... Uh, look for... Uh, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to shore. I'm gonna take off the the stuff, put on my normal okay. outfit, and I'm gonna go and find the nearest. Give me another athletics so, check yeah. to get back to the shore. That is not as good. That is uh, an eight. No, it's a it's a seven. Okay. Okay. So you turn to kind of hurdle over one of the uh, barristers. Mm-hmm. Um, to get back onto the other mm-hmm. vessel to get back to the shore. And as you begin to swing your leg over, you just hear, and you, go, you have a moment of, oh no, before <laughs> into the water. Luckily, it's fairly shallow here because it's a graveyard. So even though your bullet, your bullet vest is uh, weighing you down, um, you are able to pull yourself out. It's up to your collarbone. <laughs> uh, really hope this doesn't get into your powder for your gun mm-hmm. that would just be terrible you're gonna have to give everything a thorough thorough cleaning and you just kind of feel like something pass your legs mm-hmm. look down it's just some fish you can actually see like the shimmery of their scales so it's fine you go to start to move and you can't Something's holding on to your leg. Of course something is. <laughs> your right leg is able to move just fine, but your left leg is firmly held on the ankle. Burn it. Burn it with fire. Open I can't. I'm, I'm submerged with my neck in water, so I'm going to uh, cane and slash at this thing that's holding me, whatever it is. Um, so I'm going okay. to... And let's see. I have an ability. Don't worry. You might just be hallucinating. I know. You might just but be I'm okay a poor bystander that you hurt. Okay. I'm holding a melee so weapon in something. my hand. No other weapons. Okay. So I get plus two bonus on damage roll with that weapon. Okay. And so here comes my sword cane. That is a, a 13 to hit. You feel it catch. You resist for a moment, and then you pull it through. Okay, you're good. Shriveled limb floats to the surface. Gross! The puckered, salt-eaten flesh. The right arm 
uh, you just saw on Peter. From six inches to your left. <laughs> now, armless body of Peter is <laughs> trying to <clears throat> tries to take a bite at you. I hate that. Um, that's only going to be a fourteen. So I'm pretty sure that misses. Um, yeah, that misses. Okay. Um, his teeth. <laughs> um. Uh, clamp upon your chest, but they just mean nothing but the the uh, self-made metal piecing um, that you keep strapped to your chest at all times. The teeth uh, leave a gouge in your disguised uh, cloth as the falls to the ground. This it, is why we don't split the party. Yep, it rears back again and it prepares to just thrust its whole body onto you. He's punishing us as he's happening. No, that's okay, that's okay. Um, you are able to get your sword up in time and you just push him away. And he back into the water. Okay. Um, do I still see him there? The waters are too murky. Okay. Oh. Uh. Okay, I'm fine. Ooh, no, one more. Okay, I'm going to um, um, prep an action. And I'm going to attempt to be, you know, uh, getting out of this mm -hmm. area but i'm going to prep my action casting the spell to do that when i see this thing um i'm going to do a uh sanctuary um, no i'm going to do a, a weapon attack on it okay that does more damage. <clears throat> I'll, I'll get to sanctuary if i can but i'm not sure yep. that yet um as you are moving away at the ready you're now realizing that it's dark all around you this sky has been blotted out by a mass of dark clouds. Two more feet to your left. Two more bodies. Three more bodies to your left. They're starting to pop out of the water all around you. Two more allowed behind you with arms outstretched. Does that trigger your action? Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. That is a um, 15 to hit. 15 hits. Okay. That's going to do... First damage of the game. All right. Um, uh, wait. Um, <laughs> That's a, wow, that's 12 plus 7, 19 points of damage. Slash you slash down, uh, completely bisecting uh, one of these uh, undead, swollen, pustule-filled creatures. Um, and as you bring the sword down, do you have multi-tech? I do. Okay. I suggest uh, that one is down, but another is right next to it. All right. So this is concentration up to a minute. The maximum I have is the spell ends and it lasts for that. Okay, great. So this still is up. Great. Right? It says, the next time I hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends, the weapon... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think it might just be that one thing. So I think that's it. I don't okay. I can change it. It's fine. Uh, then I'm going to attack the next one. Mm-hmm. With another 15 to hit. Okay. That hits. Okay. That does... 
uh, 10 points of damage. Okay. Uh, this one, as you bring the sword down, you begin to cut it about halfway through, and it catches. The creature, though, took a substantial amount of damage, but now it is going to use its turn to grapple you. Okay. Drink contest. Is this a save or just a roll? Just a roll. Oh, dang it. It's got 10. Okay. You start feel, begin to pull you under the water, and two more have their turns, and they're going to use them to assist. Um, so make another strength with disadvantage. Okay, so that's a 11. Okay. And another one. So you fail the first one and you fail the second one. And with that, the three of them are able to pull you under the waves. The salt water begins to fill inside your mouth, grasping, screaming, drowning. You see one of them is still looming above you, above the surface of the water. And the hand comes down and it grabs you by the front. You're pulled up out of the water, gasping, spitting, sword at the ready. And you see the hazard captain holding on to you now. Lottie, what are you doing? God, God, put that thing away before I take my eye out. <sighs> Sun's shining. I'm gonna... I'm gonna stagger around and look. Wait, where did they go? Where'd who go? The... Good God. It's Peter. Chase. Give me uh, a sanity check. Okay. You're good. You look down at your chest. There are teeth marks. I'm gonna say. Best alert the uh, the constabulary con constables constab what isn't that constab constabulary yeah, sounds right the constabulary they sound right um and uh, get get Peter to uh, to the coroner's uh, I have I have business in Scotland Yard to do and you do so you arrive at Scotland Yard. <laughs> just shy of two o'clock and there is a large hustle and bustle going about as you enter you see about five or six of the various constables and inspectors just uh rushing around um inspector robinson is in is, in, is not there but you do see sitting at one of the desks uh, nearby constable jimmy's He's holding a wrist, which is now being bandaged by a uh, a, a thin man with uh, wispy gray hair, um, a uh, very long waistcoat with a large black leather bag, as he seems to be binding it against two uh, wooden planks. I'm going to come over and say, Jimmy's, what happened here? Mr. Patrick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't well, know what I did. Well, this is happening, I'm going to help the... the um, medical personnel mm -hmm. with that and so I can 
Great, give me a medicine check. Awesome. It was Miss Walker. That's a 21. Um, you're able to shift uh-huh. the planks so that they'll be a bit more effective. And as you are shifting, as when you hear him say, It was Miss Walker. I told her, oh, I'm, I'm Cockney, Cockney, Cockney. I don't understand what I did. I just, she was just standing there, and the next thing I knew, she, it hurts. It hurts, son. Oh, son, did you touch her? Only when she wouldn't snap out of it. Oh. Where is she? Mr. Patrick! You see Matthews. Wander over. This is not gonna look good, sir. What's not gonna look good? Your men assaulting my companion? Now hold on. She was just flailing about, and when Jimmy touched her, she damn near took his arm off. I, I don't care what happened. You don't touch a woman without her permission. <sighs> I think we're going to wait for Robinson on this one. Anyway, come on. She's uh, she's still out of it, but she's over here. He leads you to one of the holding cells, where, sure enough, you see Jules completely unconscious. A large welt on the side of her head. Who did this? Um, there was a lot of us, sir. I uh, can't rightly say who. Matthews. Taking on, taking up uh, abusing women along with drinking on the job now. He looks around. He gets very close to you. He's just about your height. Not much muscle on him, but a very large mass. And he leans in and he goes, Look. You and your pretty little lady are the inspector's favorite toys, so I'm going to let that remark slide this time. Watch yourself if you know what's best for you. Don't breathe around an open flame. You're liable to catch the room on fire. Oh, dear. He opens the door to the cell and gestures for you. I'll walk in. He's not closing it. You can say he just turns around and he stands at guard in front of the open door. Medicine check. Go for it. Okay, 15. 15, excellent. Um, Jules, at this point in time, you've been unconscious for about an hour. Okay. So, um, you see that she suffered a contusion, but, um, you can probably safely, in fact, you probably should wake her up. Okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, um, In D&D terms, I'm going to use Lay on Hands and give her some healing back, so about five points of of healing. And I'm going to say... Smelling salts. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of smelling salts there. I love that. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. oh, that's very strong. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. Oh not, not my! As, not as strong as your grip, poor um, Jimmy's. It wasn't Jimmy's though. It was. Oh, but no, it was. It was. It was Smithfield. It was. He was crawling at me. He had his hand on my face. He was. Right. Decaying. He right, was. That was. That was a dream. It's alright. You're out. You're awake. You're right. And. Could I talk to Jimmy's? I don't think that's probably the best idea right now. He's kind of uh, emotional. And, um. Oh, poor kid. Yes, I don't think that that's going to reflect too well on your parole uh, conversation coming up in a week. No, thanks for bringing a, that up. Thank you assaulting that. an officer. Yep. That's alright, just means that we get to spend more time together. Yeah. <laughs> Looking on the bright side of, of things, you're not going to be running off to America anytime soon. And, um. Yes. Matt, it was, um, if it was a dream, it wasn't anything I've ever experienced before. before. Right. I want to do the Eleonora accent. I know. A problem! I know. Before. You, you can't. Just because Robo's the DM doesn't mean that you get to be Eleonora. I don't, don't want to be Eleonora. Be She's God. not in this campaign. <laughs> mm -hmm. What? I have to think I'm a goblin and then I can speak. Right. Only. You're the problem, I blame you. Right. Anyway, um. It's not I, I, I assume. Does she have to stay here, Matthews? Are you willing to post her bail, Patrick? Oh, Good what's lord, my bail? bail? Really? She assaulted an officer. Is he okay? Who assaulted her? That's not what witnesses say. What, what witnesses? Is who, he okay? Who who else was in the room? Uh, the the sister, the daughter. The, ha! the what the the, the, the wine gross? She said that the 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 the, the officer didn't assault her. As she was emotional and disturbed, we took her testimony and sent her home. The testimony of four other officers will be Four other officers in the room? No. What? I only know what I saw. I don't know what they saw me doing. Kind of. I was in some kind of a trance. Mm. I'm not I'm sure, sure what happened, but I didn't know it was Jimmy's. Hmm. Is he okay? His wrist is bloody broken. Anyway, about that bail. What's the bail? Five pounds. God. Five pounds. If not, she can always spend another night here in the stockades. <sighs> Nothing she wouldn't be used to. Right, Miss Walker? She just glares at him. Feel more like a bribe. The law is the law, Mr. Patrick. 
We are law-abiding citizens. Do you give him money? Yeah, of course. He takes it, and he stands aside. Free to go. Inspector Robinson still will be hearing this, of course. Of course he will. Let's see if you can get home without any more undue assaults. If your men stop assaulting my my partner, perhaps these assaults will uh, lessen. And perhaps if you were doing your job as her caretaker, this wouldn't have happened to begin with. Perhaps. Hmm. The door, Mr. Patrick, Scotland Yard, will not be needing any more of your services today. Not today. Well, good luck then. Uh, Pat, before we leave, um, I don't want to talk to Jimmy's myself if he's really emotional, but will you go ask him a question for me? Yes. Ask him if I called out his name. Jimmy's name? Ask him if I called out to him. Alright. I'll just... I'll wait right here. In the... in... Make our way out. You go over to Jimmy's, who's um, now grabbing his uh, cast. Not Jimmy's. When uh, this unfortunate incident occurred, did uh, Miss Walker call out to you? Jimmy's got a 15, so he would remember. Robo doesn't. Robo does not. So when I was being stroked, Mm -hmm. I was calling, I called Jimmy's name out loud numerous times. You most certainly did. Hoping that he would snap me out of it. Yep, you most certainly did. But I didn't know if if that was all in my head or if Jimmy's Thank you, thank you, because this is very important. Yeah. No. She wasn't saying anything. She was just standing there. And then she started convulsing. Try. She was scaring the witness, so I, I, I know I'm not supposed to, but I, I was calling her name. And she didn't hear me, so I, I put my hand on her shoulder. Oh, he's Scottish too. I put my <laughs> hand on her shoulder. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. I'll just, please. She's not mad at me, is she? No, she's not mad. Oh. <laughs> Matthew said her so. She wasn't going to get back up. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you rest up. Best to try to keep that close to the chest. Let the swelling will go down if you can keep it elevated. I'm sorry. Let's go. 
Do you exit? Oh yeah. You exit Scotland Yard. Carriage or walking? Shilling. It's a short distance. Right. It's a good thing we've got a little bit of um, income coming our way. Has cost a bit to get down to the docks and cost a bit to uh, uh, have the honor of that yeah. terrible bruise. That needs a steak and we need Pat. funds. Uh, to the, so we'll, go back I, um, to our, we'll go back to our place and then I'm going to pick up the check <laughs> and head to the Pat. bank. That's a good idea right there. <laughs> Pat. What? This happened to me yesterday, too. What happened to you? You didn't break someone's wrist yesterday. No, I mean... Stop pretending you're Scottish. It's really <laughs> offensive. Oot in a boot. Um, Oot in a boot. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, maybe I should just do traditional British. Because, nope, there goes Cockney. I just... I, nope. I'll get there. Um, this happened to me yesterday, too. Not breaking someone's wrist, but... I saw something, uh, like, I saw a vision of, uh, of the past and then a uh, strange convulsing body and I'm sure I was must have been in a trance just like I was now. Fortunately, you know, no, no one was there to get out, but maybe I, maybe I, maybe there's something wrong with my brain. There's nothing wrong with your brain. What did Jimmy say? He said you need to get some rest. Give me a deception check. Uh, 11. Relying on passive, or are you doing an insight check? Um... I mean, it's not metagamey to ask that question. What? I don't think it's metagamey to ask that question. What question? Do you want to do passive perception or passive insight or? or no, do... I just mean he straight up didn't answer my question. <laughs> oh, did he not. did. I did answer it. He said. No, I mean, but that's not what. Right. That, yep. that Jimmy's didn't answer my question. Right. Um. So I guess I don't care whether I believe whether Jimmy said that or not. Okay. My answer will, what I'm going to say next is going to be the same regardless. Okay. Does that make sense? Totally, 100. percent Like, yeah, it, you're it, gonna you're gonna press him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to say uh, because I called out to him when I was in whatever was happening. I called out to him. I remember that because I was hoping that he was real and could snap me out of it, whatever it was. Um, or wake me up or whatever. And I'm just wondering if that was in my mind too. Miss Walker, you are in shock. You need to rest. Go have some coffee. Go pet your cat. I'll be back. 
Jules, roll a d4. Pet my cat. Four. The maddening question echoes in your mind. You lose five points of sanity. What maddening question? Did you actually call out? Oh. Um, I'm going to get the That's check. That's on you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm going to get the check. That's on you for not just going so, taking a rest like I told you to. You, I'm going to get the check and go to the bank. Right, so as you enter, um, Which, you uh, hear the Miss Pearson in the kitchen. Um, and she pokes her head in and she goes, Oh! Um, I wasn't sure you were going to be here for afternoon tea, sir. Uh, not staying. I'm on business. Right, well, um, the post... Mm, post, post, the post. She, she's calling, too. The post is on the, um, it's on the table, sir. Cockney's way easier than Scottish. Why are we having a I have no idea. I will, uh, um, <laughs> as, I, as I'm heading by, I'll, I'll just sort of brush through, okay. see what's there. Um, a, a, a... Bill for okay. a shirt. Good. Um, a uh, adver- advertisement mm-hmm. for uh, upcoming um, freak show. I guess is the best way of putting it. And a yellow envelope with a black seal on the back <laughs> and red ink on the front. Biscuits. <laughs> and that is where we will end tonight's episode of Dark was the night thanks for listening everybody uh we hope you've enjoyed this uh horrendous tale of horror (laughs) as much as i have certainly um yeah (laughs) and for those of you keeping score yes the baby monitor is plugged in and down here until next time